0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.
1: Assalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wal-aqibatul al-muttaqeen. Wal-a'udwana <laughs> illa al-zalimeen. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu. Wal-a-sharika lahu wali-us-salihin. So today inshallah is the 16th of Ramadan of the year 1441 of the Hijrah And that makes this then the 16th session of the reading and the commentary of Tafsirul Jalaleen by Jalaluddin al-Mahalli and Jalaluddin al-Siyyuti alayhimah rahmatullahi ta'ala And today inshallah ta'ala we begin with the reading of Surah Al-Anbiya' Which is at the beginning of the 17th juz of the Qur'an
0: Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in اللهم اغفر لي شيخنا ولي والدينا ولي جميع المسلمين أما بعد قال المصنف رحمه الله تعالى في تفسير في الأنبياء The Prophets This surah is Mecca It has 112 آيات and was sent down after Surah Ibrahim
1: So this is the 21st surah of the Qur'an out of 114 And that is Surah Al-Anbiya Which is translated as the Prophets Al-Anbiya is the plural of Nabi Referring to the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as the author Jalal al-Din al-Mahalli rahimahullah, mentions It is a Meccan surah As mentioned by Ibn Kathir and Ibn Atiyah And others And Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, Was of the position That that is by ijma'. It is by or it is the statement of All of the scholars of tafsir, And this is from those surahs That we mentioned when we were doing the tafsir of Surah al-Isra a couple of days ago That Abdullah bin Mas'ud عنه, referred to in his narration Collecting Sahih Bukhari as being from the Earlier revelations, meaning from the Meccan period, and he said that Surah Al Isra, and Surah Kahf, and Surah Maryam, and Surah Taha and Surah Anbiya, those five surahs which come one after the other in the Quran, all of them are all of them are from the early revelations. And so, this is the last of those five that Ibn Masud mentions within the uh, within his narration. So the author, as he mentions, it is called Suratul Anbiya. And another name that it is sometimes known by is Surah Iqtaraba, after the first word of the surah. But that is not a common name. Although you will find it mentioned in some books of Tafsir, like by Ibn Ashur in his Tafsir. But it is not the common name. The common name for the surah is Suratul Anbiya. And generally, the names of the Surahs that were known and understood by the companions during their generation as having had a particular name, those surahs and those names then stuck for later generations as well. And as the author Ta'ala mentions, it consists of
0: one hundred and twelve verses. And kind, referring especially to the people of Mecca who denied the resurrection Reckoning has drawn very close to them, meaning the day of rising Yet they heedlessly turn away from preparing for it by believing
1: Allah Azza wa in the first opening verse of Surah Al-Anbiya Refers to the situation of mankind in general And Al-Mahali Allah, says particularly it is for the people of Mecca And even though that may be the primary audience Because it is revealed in the Meccan period It is something which extends far beyond the Meccan Quraysh of the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and that is that most people are negligent of how close the hour is, of how close the hour is, and we know that the hour is close because the Prophet told us Sallallahu that he was sent alongside the hour like this, and he held up his index and middle finger Alaihi salam to show the proximity of time between the two, and he told us Sallallahu that from the signs of the hour, because Allah has placed signs of the nearness of the hour drawing close. From the first of those signs is the coming of the Prophet. So the fact that the Prophet was sent is in and of itself a sign that Yom Al Qiyamah is close. And that is something which obviously took place well over 1400 years ago now. And Allah says, but despite it being so close, the vast majority of people are heedless. Heedless in the sense that they busy themselves and engross themselves in the dunya. That's what it means by heedless. They heedlessly turn away from Allah by busying themselves and becoming distracted by
0: the dunya No fresh reminder comes to them of the Qur'an as it arrives piece by piece from their Lord without their listening to it as if it was a game and they make a mockery of it Their hearts are distracted heedless to what it means those who do wrong confer together secretly saying Is this man, bin Muhammad وسلم, anything but, but a mortal human being like, like yourselves? Do you succumb to magic with
1: your eyes wide open knowing that it is magic? In verse number 3, Allah عز وجل says وَأَسَرُّ ظَلَمُوا those who do wrong confer together secretly. The scholars of tafsir have two different approaches to this part of this verse, verse number three. The first is as is mentioned by Al Mahalli Rahimahullah in his tafsir, that the conferring together secretly is a hal, it is a description of the oppressors, of those who do wrong. Those who do wrong who commit oppression, they confer secretly. That is one position. The second one, which is also mentioned by a number of scholars of Tafsir and from them, Muhammad al Amin al shaqiti alayhi rahmatullah, is that the wow in wa is in place of, meaning that those who do wrong are also those who confess secretly. So it is not, it is a, uh, an addition that Allah is mentioning to them.
0: Say to them My lord knows what is said secretly in heaven and earth He is the all hearing, the all knowing بَلْ قَالُوا هُوَ Furthermore the conjunction used here بَلْ is employed in Arabic to move to another subject They say about what the Quran brings A model jumble of dreams And he has invented it And he is a poet and let him bring, such bring us a sign like those sent to previous peoples Such as the she-camel, the staff, and the white hand When they demand a sign, Allah says to them مَا mm-hmm. آمَنَتْ None of the inhabitants of the cities which we destroyed before them for denying the signs Which came to them believed So, will they believe? No وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا قَبْلَكَ إِلَّا رِجَالًا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِمْ We have only ever sent before you men to whom we gave revelation Read as Nuhah as here And also Yuhah meaning men who were given revelation Not angels فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of the reminder Meaning the scholars who know the Torah and the Gospel If you do not know that For they know it You are more likely to believe them than to believe those who believe in Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi In verse
1: number 7 Allah عز wa says فَاسْأَلُوا dhikr And we covered this verse previously in the Tafsir of Surah Al-Nahl And that is that some of the scholars say that Ahl al-Dhikr primarily that are being mentioned here are the scholars of the Torah and the Gospel, of the Torah and the Injil But even though that may be the case in the primary instance, we said that the, the principle remains correct And that is that the people of knowledge should be asked in those issues which they have knowledge concerning, and that people need to seek guidance from and understanding from them. And so, therefore, Fas'alu Ahl al is a principle that is used by the scholars, and that is. I think there's feedback on this. Can you get them to type? It's already very bad. We're getting some feedback on the, on the mics. Ahl al Dhikr, in kuntum la ta'alamun, ask the people of the reminder. So, primarily, it is not the uh, not it primarily even if it is the people of the Torah and the Injil that are being referred to in this verse. We said by extension, the scholars use this as a principle for seeking knowledge and asking the people of knowledge when a person doesn't know, and that is a principle that is well established within our Sharia.
0: We did not give them, meaning the messenger's bodies. The singular jasad used here is generic. Which did not eat food, nor were they immortal in this world. But we kept our promise to them by, by saving them, and rescued them and those we willed, who believed them, and destroyed the profligate who denied them. We have sent down to you, company of Quraysh, a book containing your reminder in your own language to remind you. So, will you not use your intellect and believe in it?
1: In verse number 10, Allah says, لَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ كِتَابًا فِيهِ ذِكْرُكُمْ We have sent down to you a book containing your reminder. And the word dhikr can come in different meanings in the Qur'an. From them is that it is the reminder. As we mentioned in Surah Al-Nahl, inna, uh, in Surah uh, Al-Hijr, نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا ذِكْرًا لَهُ لحافظون. But the meaning here that is also intended And mentioned by a number of the scholars of tafsir From amongst them Abdullah ibn Abbas And the position chosen by Imam al-Tabari Is that the dhikr here means Honor To honor you This is the book that we send down to you In order to honor you To raise your mention To further bless you And that is a good tafsir of the Quran Because the other meaning We have sent down a book containing your reminder Meaning in the language to remind you but also the Quran is sent down In order to honor the Muslims We seek honor through the Quran As the Prophet told us That Allah Azza wa Jal Will strengthen and honor people through this book And you will humiliate others
0: through it How many cities Meaning the inhabitants Which did wrong by disbelieving Have we utterly destroyed Raising up other people after them فَلَمَّا أَحَسُوا بَأْسَنَا إِذَا هُم مِنْهَا When they perceived our violent force and were aware of the imminent destruction they ran away from it The angels then said to them in mockery لَا Do not run away إِلَى مَا فِيهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُسْأَلُونَ Return to the life of luxury Enjoy and to the places where you lived, so that you may be interrogated about what you enjoyed in this world.
1: And this is a common theme that you will find in the Meccan Surahs that we've covered already a number of times previously. And that is that Allah often focuses in the Meccan Surahs. He often focuses on how the disbelievers are enjoying their life and enjoying the, the enjoyments that Allah has placed for them in the dunya. To the extent that when the punishment comes to them then, or time of death comes, that is when they wish to return and to seek guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is when they are told that now your time is up. It is too late for you to turn back to Allah Azza wa
0: Jal. They said, Alas for us, and our destruction. We were indeed wrongdoers by disbelieving.
1: In verse fourteen, this is a word that comes often in the Quran, the word wail. Wail. It's mentioned at the beginning of surahs, like in Surat al Wailul mutaffifin, in Surat Al-Humaza Wailul Likulli Humazat al Lumazah And it is mentioned elsewhere in the Quran It is a very common Arab phrase That Allah Azza wa Jal uses in the Quran And the meaning of Wail As Al-Mahali mentions in his commentary Is to ask for destruction upon yourself So when someone says Ya Wail Or about someone else you say Wail It is almost a supplication For destruction to befall upon them and that is what the Arabs use to show extreme calamity and extreme difficulty. They say, ya waylata Woe to me. The word woe means destruction. May destruction befall me. Showing how difficult the situation is or how much they regret what they've been doing. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this in verse 14, He says, Qalu They will see, meaning the disbelievers, woe to us, meaning may destruction befall upon us. That they are calling it upon themselves because they will have realized then, although it is too late for them, how much they erred and how much they neglected the message of Allah and were distracted from it. And because of the heedlessness now, they will fall into the punishment that Allah has prepared for the disbelievers.
0: That cry of theirs went on. The words with which they were making supplication continue to be repeated. Until we made them like the stubble of side crops as they had been killed by the sword, silent, stamped out still like a fire that had been extinguished we did not create heaven and earth and everything in between them as a game, but rather to show the power of Allah and how Allah helps his slaves. <laughs> If we had desired to have some amusement In the form of a wife or child We would have derived it from our presence From the Huris or angels But we did not do
1: that We neither did that nor desired to In verses 16 and 17 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying That the creation of the heavens and the earth And the placing of humans and jinn within it As a means of test Was not without purpose Allah didn't do it for no reason Or just for amusement and play. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And his justice and his attributes are far greater than for him to take something like this as, as mere amusement and place subhanahu wa ta'ala. In verse 17 Allah says that had it been amusement that he wanted, then Allah Jalla had many other things that he could have used subhanahu wa ta'ala if Allah Jalla had willed. And this statement of al-mahalli, to have amusement, he could have done something. Or use the angels for that, or the Hurul This is from the tafsir of the Salaf. Some of them said this and some of them said that. And it is mentioned by way of example. But the principle here is that the heavens and the earth, and therefore our creation and existence therein, is not without purpose. But rather, Allah created us to test us to see which of us would obey Him and which of us would
0: disobey Him. Rather, we held the truth, meaning faith against falsehood, meaning unbelief, and it cuts right through it. The word used here means to strike a fatal blow which exposes the brain and removes it, and it vanishes clean away. Woe! A terrible punishment without end to you, unbelievers of Mecca, for what you portray about Allah having a wife or child. Everyone in the heavens and the earth belongs to him as his property. Those in his presence, meaning the angels who never grow weary of worship, do not consider themselves too great to worship him, and do not grow tired of it. يُسَبِّحُونَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ They glorify him by night and day, without ever flagging, as we do, and nothing distracts them from him.
1: So Allah is saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the angels. Who praise Him day and night and worship Him Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and do not disobey Him. And Allah Azza wa mentions the angels in this way in a number of places in the Quran that they are a creation of Allah that do not disobey Him, that they are a creation of Allah that was created only to serve Him and to obey Him Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And this meaning is mentioned in a number of hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. From them is the hadith of Hakim ibn Hizam radiallahu an that the Prophet said sallallahu to the companions one day, Do you not hear? What do you hear from the heavens? They said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, we don't hear anything. He said, but as for me, I hear the, uh, the heavens creaking, and the creaking of the heavens, and the, and the heavens have a right to creak, because the creaking of the heavens is that there is not a single handspan span of space, except that upon it is an angel that is either standing, or bowing, or prostrating in worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning that a simple number of angels that Allah has created and they are extremely many in number. No one knows their number except Allah. And that is shown in a number of hadith. Like we mentioned yesterday concerning the fire of hell being drawn out. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says it will be drawn out with 70,000 chains. Upon every chain will be 70,000 angels. Which shows that they are a vast creation that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala created. And each one of them, Allah has made them into an immense creation in and of themselves. As Allah Azza wa we will come to this verse in the beginning of Surat, uh, Surat Faqir We have given them wings 2, 3 and 4 And Allah increases them as he will And that's why the Prophet Sallallahu said that Jibreel Alayhi has 600 wings and the Prophet only saw him a few times in his original form. But he said that when I saw him in his original form, he filled the horizon. That is one angel of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yes, he is the archangel, but he filled the whole of the horizon. Meaning everything that was the Prophet could see, he filled it with his form, alayhi salam, Jibril. So Allah says Or the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said In this hadith There is not a handspan of space in the heavens Except that there is an angel Worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala And from what shows There remains the hadith in Sahih Muslim When the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Mentioned the Baytul Ma'mur, Which is above the Kaaba, And it is the Kaaba of the heavens so Just like there is a Kaaba upon earth Where the people go to make Tawaf And worship Allah There is a Kaaba of the heavens And it is called the Baytul Ma'mur. The Prophet said Allah Alaihi Wasallam Every day 70,000 angels enter The Baytul Ma'mur And then they leave Never to return again Meaning every day A new group of 70,000 angels comes And they never return To that house again Because there is always more To come and come and come Which shows us The vast number Of this creation Of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Allah Azza Chose to create us In addition to that creation As a means of testing us to show his Taala, And for us to worship him alone Jalla fi
0: Ula. <laughs> Or have they taken gods out of the earth Like the idols made of stone, gold and silver Who can bring the dead to life The question demands a negative response So the implication is that they cannot And no one can be considered to have divinity Except the one who can bring the dead to life if there had been any gods besides Allah in heaven or on earth they, they would both have been ruined Heaven and earth would have lost their normal orderedness Since there would have inevitably been internal discord As is normal when there are several rulers They oppose one another in things and do not agree with one another فَسُبَحَانَ اللَّهِ Glory be to Allah, Lord and creator of the throne Beyond what they, meaning the unbelievers Describe and attribute to him By way, by way of a partner or anything else
1: This is one of the greatest proofs that Allah Uses against the people who Worship multiple gods And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to them That if there were to be more than one god In the heavens and the earth Then it would have led to corruption and evil Because they would be fighting with one another And constantly jostling with one another over power And anyone that has read Even the slightest uh, stories of the slightest of Greek mythology will know that they themselves agree to that principle, that their gods continuously fight and they have rivalries and they have these love-hate relationships and there's all of these problems that are going on because each one of them is meant to be all-powerful, each one of them is meant to control a certain element of the heavens and the earth and so now they are continuously fighting with one another. And according to some of that Greek mythology, it is us, me and you, the humans upon earth, that are the playthings of those gods that they do with as they please. Allah Azzaw says that would have been the reality of the heavens and the earth. But the fact that the heavens and the earth run seamlessly by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala points to there being only one true Creator, Jalla Fi
0: Ralah. He will not be questioned about what he does, but they will be questioned about their actions. دُونِهِ <laughs> آلِهَةَ Or have they taken other gods besides him? This is a rebuke. <laughs> say, produce your proof for that. There is no way to do so. <laughs> this is the message of those with me, meaning my community, that is, the Quran, and the message of those before me, meaning past nations, that is, the Torah, the Gospel, and other books of Allah. Not one of those books says that there is another God with Allah, as they say. He is exalted above that. بَلْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْحَقَّ فَهُمْ But most of them do not know the truth, meaning Allah's oneness. So they turn away and fail to understand it.
1: In verse number 24, when Allah says, wa This is the revelation of those with me and the message, or the revelation of those that came before me. And then al ta'ala says in his commentary, the message of those with me, meaning the Qur'an and those before me, the Torah and the Gospel and the other books of Allah That is the tafsir of the majority of the scholars of tafsir. That what is being referred to here as the reminder for us And the reminder that came before The reminder for us is the Quran And the reminder that is being referred to as of coming before time Or before that time Is the other revelations that Allah Azzurajal sent to mankind As Imam al tabari mentioned And it is the position of the vast majority of the scholars of tafsir.
0: وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ We sent no messenger before you without revealing to him Read as Nuhi and Yuhi
1: C217 above Nuhi and Yuhi Nuhi, Nuhi Because we read as Nuhi
0: We sent no messenger before you without revealing to him Read as Nuhi and Yuhi C217 above there is no God but me so worship me and affirm my unity they say that all merciful has a son meaning one of the angels glory be to him no they, they are but unknown slaves meaning they are honored by him but slavehood is not compatible with being a son.
1: And in verse 26 therefore you see the difference between the translation and between the commentary. Allah Azza wa is saying, speaking about the angels Subhanahu wa Mukramun. They are Allah's honored slaves So therefore it's not referring to them being sons But rather being daughters As we mentioned a number of times And as Allah has mentioned himself in the Quran So therefore the translation should be They say the All-Merciful has a child Meaning one of the angels And that is the difficulty in making translation of the Quran without understanding the tafsir or at points not understanding the tafsir of the Quran and the problem of using modern Arabic to understand classical Arabic as it was revealed in the time of the Prophet. In addition to that though, the translation will always be a translation of the Quran is always a tafsir that the translator has chosen and chosen to translate. Because a tafsir a, a translation you cannot take the action Quran and translate it word for word, because there is no alternative to the Quran. So therefore, what a translator does, whichever whoever the translator is, is that they have chosen the opinion that they consider to be the position amongst the scholars of Tafsir. That is, if they get that far. Or at times, as we can see, sometimes they make errors because of the lack of returning to the books of Tafsir. So Allah Azza wa the context is speech about the angels. So therefore, they say that the merciful has taken a child. Glory be to him. But they are honored slaves now. And, and, sorry, and in his commentary they are honored by him, but slavehood is not compatible with being a son, again, with being a child. And Mahalli doesn't say son, he says walad, which means a child.
0: They do not precede him in speech, only saying what they say after he says it, and they act on his command, only acting once he has made a command.
1: And that is the position of the angels, that they only obey Allah, and they can only do what Allah عز wa commands, and they can only uh, do what Allah subhanahu wa taala commands them to do. They don't have free will. They don't go outside of Allah's
0: commands. <laughs> he knows what is in front of them and what is behind them, what they are going to do and what they did in the past. They only intercede on behalf of those with whom he is pleased That they should be interceded for And even they are apprehensive out of fear of him And in verse
1: 28 that is the condition of of, uh, intercession before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That the one who is interceding must be one that Allah is pleased with and the one being interceded for, on whose behalf, on whose behalf the intercession is being made, must also be pleasing to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Those conditions are mentioned in different parts of the Quran. If Allah Azza Wa isn't pleased with the person making intercession, they cannot intercede. No one has the right to intercession on Yom Al Qiyamah. It is an honor that is granted to them by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, which shows you then the fallacy of the notion that some people have that they believe that certain individuals have the right of intercession. Please intercede for me or I'm going to do something or serve them in some way or believe something about them in the hopes that they will intercede for me on yawm al qiyamah. The only people that we will know that will have that intercession is what is mentioned generally in the sunnah from the prophets of Allah azza wa jal and the believers have a general intercession and likewise the hafidah of the Quran for certain people and the one who is a martyr and so on. But those are general rules to take them and to place them on certain individuals isn't something which we are able to do. So someone may be a half of the Qur'an, but because of their other sins and because of their other evil, when they come on the yawm al-qiyamah, Allah may not accept their intercession, Allah may not allow them to give intercession, and that is an important principle to remember in the sharia, between the hukm al the general ruling, and between its application upon individuals. The ruling, as a general ruling, is correct, and it's established in the Qur'an and the sunnah. But for me and you to come and apply that to A, B, C, or D, me, you, or someone else from the people that we know, that is from the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has and keeps with himself. And to do that goes against what Allah tells us in the Qur'an as we mentioned in previous verses and as we'll come later on in Surah Al-Najm. and Do not praise yourself in front of Allah. Allah knows best the one who has taqwa and the one who has iwad. That's the first condition. The second condition then is as mentioned in this verse, that Allah must also be pleased with those on, whom, on whose behalf the intercession is being made. And so, if Allah Azza wa likes or accepts intercession of that person who makes intercession, but then the person on whose behalf that one wants to make intercession for Allah is not pleased with them, then intercession is not accepted.
0: And that is why you have those verses about the Prophet ﷺ not making istighfar for the disbelievers, Ibrahim salam not making istighfar for his father and so
1: on and so forth because both of those groups have to be people that Allah shall accept the intercessor and the one upon on whose behalf, on behalf the intercession is
0: being made. Were any of them to say I am a god apart from him A reference to Iblis Who called on people to worship him And ordered them to obey him We would repay him with how? That
1: is how we repay wrongdoers Meaning idolaters In verse 29, There is one uh, commentary That Al-Mahali ta'ala gives That is referring to Iblis But the context of the verses Is referring to the angels That if one of them Was to call to their worship Besides Allah Allah says they too would be punished even though it is impossible for them to do, but Allah is saying for the sake of argument, if hypothetically, theoretically it was possible for them to do so and they were to do so, then they too would be punished. Just like Allah says about the Prophet, La in Ashraqta, amaluk. If you were to make shirk, meaning the Prophet, وسلم, we would destroy your actions as well, and you would be from the losers. It is impossible for the Prophet to make shikkh. Allah protected him from that, but Allah is showing the severity of those people who make shikkh, that even if it was the Prophet despite his status, despite his position, despite the revelation that came to him, he too would be punished in that way, to show the severity. And likewise, here is the same thing, that even if the angels, despite their nobility, their honorable station, their obedience to Allah, if for the sake of argument, in some hypothetical sense, they were able to quote to themselves as gods besides Allah, Allah would punish them with the fire of hell as well, and
0: Allah knows best. أَوَلَمْ <laughs> To those who disbelieve not see read as أَوَلَمْ Meaning, know that the heavens and the earth were sewn together and compacted together, and then we unstitched them and made them seven heavens and seven earths. The word unstitch, as applied to the heavens, means that before that there was no rain, and then there was rain. As applied to the earth, it means that the earth did not previously produce plants, but then allowed plants to grow. And that we made from water which descends from heaven and springs from the earth every living thing, plants and other things. Water is the source of their life.
1: So, will they not believe in my oneness? In verse number 30, Allah Azza wa speaks about the creation of the heavens and the earth. And Allah Azza wa describes the creation of the heavens and the earth in different places in the Quran. That they were created in six days, for example. And the manner of their creation. And this and more of this information will come, or more uh, detail about this will come later on in Surah Fusilat when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will speak about the number of days for the creation of the heavens and the earth. In this verse Allah عز is saying to us أَوَلَمْ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَنَّ وَالأَرْضَ رَطْقًا hmm. To those who disbelieve not see that the heavens and the earth were sown together Meaning that they were one And the scholars of Tafsir say that it means one of two things Either that the heavens and the earth together were one Meaning that they were joined together before they were split up Or that the seven heavens were joined together And the seven earths were joined together so you have two positions, either the, it is the, the heavens and the earth that are joined to one another, or it is the heavens within themselves that are joined together because we know that there are seven levels, or that it is the earths that were joined together because there, are more, there is more than one earth. And then Allah says, فَفَتَقْنَاهُمَا And then we unstitch them. And we unstitch them, Al رحمه الله تعالى says, by the rain. And that is possible and it may be uh, understood from the rest of the verse وَجَعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَيْءٍ And that we made that from the water That is one position and Another position is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Caused the rain to descend upon the heavens And that is what separated the heavens And he caused the vegetation to grow from the earth And that is what caused the earth to become unstitched And that is mentioned by Shaykh Muhammad al-Amin Allah ta'ala And he has a very long commentary on this verse In his tafsir And he says that one uh, one or another verse of the Quran that points to this that it is the rain and the vegetation that caused them to be unstitched from one another is what Allah Jalla says in Surah Tariq. Allah says in the heavens that bring down their rain and the earth as it lets the seeds and the plants shoot up from the earth. And that is his position, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. The point here being that this was how the heavens and the earth first were. And then Allah Azza wa Jal caused them to separate from one another. وَجَعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَيْءٍ And we made from water every living thing. The majority of the scholars of Tafsir, or many of them, are of the position that it means water as in normal water, rainwater. That every living thing was created from some form of water. That is one position. The other position is that it's referring to the sperm. That every living thing comes from some type of sperm, some type of liquid. Be that humans, be that jinn, be that animals, comes from some type of of sperm or some type of liquid that it emanates from, and that is what is being referred to. And
0: Allah knows best. We place firmly embedded mountains on the earth. So it will not move under them And we put broad valleys as roadways in it So that perhaps it might be guided So that they could travel through it and reach their destinations (laughs) We made the sky a preserved and protected roof for the earth As a house has a roof which does not collapse into it Yet still they turn away from our signs Meaning the sun, moon and stars They do not reflect on them And therefore come to know that the Creator has no partner it is He who created night and day and the sun and moon and the stars. Each has its own orbit in which it travels, like a mill wheel in the sky. في يسبحون. Each one swimming in a sphere. The word "swim" is used to describe their speedy moving, which is compared to the way a swimmer moves in water. Because of the metaphor, the third person masculine plural pronoun built into the verb, which is normally only used for intelligent beings. Is used in this instance to describe the sun and the moon.
1: In verse 33, what the author تعالى, is referring to is that Allah is referring to inanimate objects, the sun and the moon, and in Arabic, and the day and the night. And in Arabic, the form by which those uh, objects are described is normally using the feminine plural, not the masculine plural. But it says that Allah in this verse says, in verse 33, he uses the masculine plural because the metaphor, the example or the likeness of the moon and the sun in terms of the way that they move in their orbit is being likened to a swimmer. How smooth and how fluid a person swims who's a proficient swimmer, how smooth they swim in the sea or in the river or in the ocean, the swimming pool, whatever you want to call it. That is how Allah Azza refers to the sun and the moon. And because they are being likened, the sun and the moon, to someone who is intelligent, the swimmer, who is a human? Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uses the masculine plural. That's what he is referring to.
0: The following was revealed when the unbelievers said, "Muhammad, sallallahu will die." We did not give any human being before you immortality in this world. And if you die, will they then be immortal? This question demands a negative response. Every self will taste death in this world We test you with both good and evil Meaning poverty and wealth Illness and health and similar things As a trial to see whether or not You will be steadfast and thankful and you will be returned to us. And then we will repay you for what you did.
1: In verse 35, and this is a very explicit then evidence from the Qur'an itself, that trials can be good or bad. We test you with both good and evil. And we know from the hadith of the Prophet that he said that for the believer, their tests are always good. Whether it is good or whether it is evil, for the believer there is always benefit and betterment within them. Allah is saying the same thing. Allah tests people with good, and He tests them with evil. And from the meanings of that is what is mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet wasallam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes has decreed for a servant, a particular station in paradise, that they will not reach by virtue of their own good deeds. So Allah places upon them calamity and difficulty, through their patience they will attain that high station in Jannah. And that is from the most beautiful meanings of this verse that Allah knows what is better for us and sometimes the way that we can achieve that is not because we are people who can give a lot of charity, we are not people who can do an amazing amount of of, of ibadah, we are not people who have the the ability to seek lots of knowledge and to teach lots of knowledge, all of those different doors are difficult for us. But what Allah has given within us the ability to do is to be steadfast and patient in times of trial and difficulty and that is something which everyone has. The ability to do in their own way, shape, and form. So Allah Azza wa gives that to you because that is your path to Jannah, and that is what the Prophet is referring to. And as he mentioned, therefore, in the Hadith that the Prophet said, nasi al 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 Those who have the most severest of trials are the prophets. Then those who come after them, then those who come after them, because the prophets do not reach the height of their of their levels in Jannah except through their patience of trials. Because if you were to compare some of the Prophets of Allah Azzawajal and even our wasallam, just simply by quantity of action with some of those who would come after him, who for example would be able to read the whole Qur'an in a single night, in the month of Ramadan, every night they finish the Qur'an, or they give you know, lots and lots of away, and whatever quantity terms, maybe perhaps you could say that some people have done slightly more in certain respects. But that is not how Allah Azzawajal measures these things. The prophets of Allah عز جل, It is not just their deeds And also the reward that they get For teaching those who come after them Because everyone who does something good That reward goes back to those prophets But it is because of the patience That they have to have In that very lonely position that they have That Allah عز has given to them Of prophethood
0: yeah. When those who disbelieve see you, they only make a mockery out of you and say, Is this the one who makes mention of your gods? In other words, criticizes them. Yet, they are unbelievers about the mention of the All Merciful. When the All Merciful is mentioned, they say, We do not recognize him. Verse 37. This was revealed about hastening the punishment. Man was created hasty. He behaves hastily in many situations, as if it were part of his basic nature to do that. I will show you my signs Evidence of the promised punishment to come So do not try to hasten me In respect of that Then Allah showed them by their slaughter at the Battle of Badr.
1: In verse 37 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says min And similar to it is what we mentioned already In surah al-Isra ajula. Mankind or man Is extremely hasty In the way that they have been created And that is why from the actions that is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the characteristics and attributes that is beloved to Allah is forbearance, that a person is willing to take things slowly and that they have al-hilm wal al and anah means the opposite of being hasty, that you're calm and you're measured and you think things through and that is why the Prophet said to one of the companions who came and he accepted Islam, he said, Inna fika khaslatain, there are two characteristics in you that Allah and his messenger love and he said that you are forbearing forbearing means that a person doesn't it doesn't lead themselves to becoming angry and exacting their anger but they are forbearing patient patient not only at the time but more patient meaning for a longer period of time not just at the moment that it happens but continuously after that as well. And that is why it is from the names of Allah that is Halim, that when a person sins, Allah doesn't punish them immediately, but is forbearing, patient with them over a very long period of time. Wal-Ana, that a person is calm, that they are the opposite of being hasty, that they don't hasten, but they think things through. And they try to determine what the consequences of their actions will be before they do anything in that regard.
0: They say, when will this promise of the resurrection come about, if you are telling the truth about it? <coughs> Allah says, if those who disbelieve only knew of the time when they will not be able to keep the fire away from their faces or their backs, and they will receive no help in warding it off from themselves on the last day. بَلْ تَأْتِيهِمْ فَتَبَهَتُهُمْ فَلَا No, it, meaning the day of rising, will come upon them suddenly, confounding them, taking them completely by surprise, and they will not be able to ward it off. They will be granted no reprieve, no delay for repentance or making excuses. Messages مِّنْ قَبَلِكَ Messengers before you were also mocked. This was revealed to console the Prophet wasallam. But those who jeered were engulfed by what? Meaning the punishment they mocked. So, in the same way, the punishment will envelop those who mock you. Say to them, Who will protect you night and day from the punishment of the all merciful if it alights on you? Meaning, no one can do so. Those who are addressed do not fear the punishment of Allah because they deny it. Belhumikni مُعْرِضُونَ Yet they turn away from the remembrance of their Lord, meaning the Quran, which they do not think about. Or do they have gods besides besides us who will protect them from harm? The response to the question is negative. They, meaning those gods, cannot even help themselves. They, meaning the unbelievers, will not be saved from us Meaning from our punishment No, indeed, we have given these people Enjoyment of blessings as we did their fathers Until life seemed long and good to them And they were deluded by having a long life Do they not see how we come to their land Eroding it from its from its extremities, decreasing its size by conquest by the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or Are they the victors who are victorious? It is the Prophet and his companions. Allah Azza
1: Jal, in verse number forty four when he says, do they not see how we come to their land, eroding it from its extremities, meaning that their land is vast? And then we make it smaller and smaller and smaller. The scholars have different meanings as to what that can refer to, different tafaseer as to what that can refer to. But the most common and the one that is chosen by many of them is the one mentioned by Al-Mahalli, that it refers to the prophets and the believers. As they come and they conquer their lands, their vast empires, and they make them smaller and smaller and smaller. Just as the Prophet Wasallam would start just from Medina, a small city, and then he would expand and expand and expand until he would take over more or less all of the Arabian, Peninsula before his death, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then in the time of Abu Bakr and Umar, they take over the Persian Empire and the Byzantine Roman Empire, and in the time of Uthman, and the other khulafah who come after him, it continues to expand. So Allah says that it is from His signs that He gives that help and aid to the believers.
0: Say to them, I can only warn you through the revelation from Allah, not from myself. وَلَا يَسْمَعُ الصُمُّ الدُّعَاءَ إِذَا مَا يُنْذَغُونَ But the deaf cannot hear the call when they are warned They fail to act on the admonition which they have heard As if they were deaf وَلَا إِمَّسَتْهُمْ نَفْحَةٌ مِّنْ عَذَابِ رَبِّكَ لَيَقُولُنَّ يَا وَيْلَنَا إِنَّا كُنَّا ظَالِمِينَ if even a single waft, meaning the slightest trace Of the punishment were to touch them They would say, alas for us, on account of our destruction We were indeed wrongdoers by committing shirk And rejecting Muhammad
1: And this is a meaning that is established in the sunnah That even if a nafha A nafha is like the smallest trace The smallest waft The smallest exposure Was to be given to the believers or the disbelievers Of Allah's reward or punishment it would be not, It would be enough for them and that is why the Prophet wasallam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment will bring a person who in this life all they did was have enjoyment. All they did was have goodness and blessings and enjoyment and wealth and they had everything they could possibly dream of. But they are a disbeliever. Allah azza wa will take that person on al qiyamah and just dip them into the fire. Just to dip. The very smallest part of their body will touch the fire and then they will be asked, did you ever see any good, any blessing? any favour, any, anything that was positive and that person will say no, oh Allah and likewise Allah Azza wa Jalla will take the one who in this dunya all they had was calamity and difficulty and hardship every single day was harder than the one that came before and the next day was even harder and their life is one of hardship but they had Iman and on Yawm Al Qiyamah Allah will dip them into Jannah the slightest amount and Allah will ask them did you ever experience hardship, difficulty, calamity and that person will say no of oh Allah And that is why the difficulty or the blessing of this dunya Even though it is something that the Muslim covets You seek Allah's blessing and you don't want a hardship in the dunya But if that is your lot and Allah has decreed for you What is most important is the person's iman That is what is most precious And as for everything else, it comes secondary to that <laughs>
0: We will set up the just balance on the day of rising, and no self will be wronged in any way, meaning no one will be given any additional wrong actions or lose a single one of their good actions. Even if it, means the action, be no more than the weight of a grain of a mustard seed, we will produce it. We are sufficient as a reckoner of every action.
1: In verse 47, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the scales of Yawmul Qiyamah and that Allah will measure and His measurement will be specific to even the slightest amount. And that is mentioned in a number of a hadith of the Prophet. From them is the one that we mentioned already concerning the hadith al bataqa the hadith of the man who has 99 scores of evil deeds, and then he has the card upon which it says, La ilaha illallah, which becomes heavier upon the scales. And therefore, Allah forgives him And from them is the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned of the man who never did any good But he has the basis of Iman But he never did any good deeds. So at the time of his death he gathers his children And he says your father never did any good And if your Lord ever has uh, Ever takes him to account Holds him to account He will punish him in the most severest of ways So when I die Take my body and cremate it Then take half of my ashes and throw them into the sea And the other half throw them on a windy day Into the land because if Allah ever brings me together again and resurrects me, He will punish me in a severe way. Allah will command the sea and the earth to gather His ashes. And then He will resurrect Him and He will say, Why did you do what you did? What made you say that? He will say, Oh Allah, your fear, out of fear of you. So Allah will forgive Him. And that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning even the slightest amount of His Iman, the belief that He had of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al Imam al Zuhri rahimahullah. As I mentioned in the Sulla bi bin Majah and in other cultures of hadith, when he would narrate this hadith, he would then narrate the other hadith in which he would say, and know also that the Prophet said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah Azza wa Jal will take to account a woman who had a kitten that she never fed, nor would she allow it to go out and feed itself, and he will punish her in the fire for that. He said that I mentioned the first one to you, the hadith about the man who cremates who asks to be cremated, so that you don't think that you are beyond Allah's hope and mercy. And I mentioned the second one to you of the woman to show you that you shouldn't also become negligent and become reliant upon Allah's mercy. And that is the balance of knowledge, that you have both of those aspects together.
0: We gave to Musa and Harun the discrimination, meaning the Torah, which distinguishes between the truth and the false, and the lawful and unlawful, and a shining light, and a reminder for those who are God fearing.
1: And as we mentioned before, the discrimination, meaning the criterion, something which distinguishes between between truth and falsehood. And the scholars of Tafsir differ, are all of those. Remind all of those uh, attributes And descriptions of the Torah Or does it mean two different things The the Shining Light Is the Torah and the Discrimination Is the knowledge that was given to him That allowed him to see the difference between Truth and falsehood And Allah knows best
0: Those who fear their Lord in the unseen When no one can see them And they are alone And are apprehensive about the terrors of the last hour أَنْزَلْنَاهُ This Qur'an is a blessed reminder which we have sent down So are you going to ignore it? The question is a rebuke وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ We gave Ibrahim his right guidance early on Before he came of age And we had complete knowledge of him
1: Knowledge that he was worthy of the guidance he received in verse 51 we have the first of the stories That Allah will mention About the Prophet And this is a surah as we mentioned That is named after the Prophets And more or less the remainder of the surah now That we're around halfway through Will be dedicated to the stories of the Prophets And the first of them is the father of the Prophets As he is known, Abu Al-Anbiya The Prophet Ibrahim In this verse 51 Allah taala says وَلَقَدْ آتِيْنَا and we gave Ibrahim his righteous guidance from before From before min meaning from before And the author تعالى, says before he came of age What does that mean before he came of age? The position amongst many of the scholars of tafsir, Including Ibn Kathir and some of the early scholars Mujahid and Qatada And therefore the opinion as you can see of the author تعالى, Is that the incident of Ibrahim السلام, and the smashing of the idols Is before he came of age Meaning before he became a prophet of Allah That this is the incident That takes place before he received revelation So Allah is praising him Because he had rushd He had guidance And he had within him the fitrah The inclination to understand That he should worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone just as we said before, that the Prophets of Allah were never prophets, even before prophethood, were not people who used to worship idols. The Prophet ﷺ never worshipped an idol in his 40 years before prophethood, nor did he commit fornication, nor was he known to steal or commit murder, or any of those things that would in any way diminish his character, his integrity, his standing amongst his people. And that is the situation of all of the Prophets. So this is the position of many of the scholars of Tafsir. That the story of the the smashing of the idols is before he becomes a prophet of Allah. And the other position amongst them is that the meaning of Min Qablu is that we gave righteous guidance to Ibrahim before, meaning before Musa and Harun. Because Musa and Harun were mentioned before in in verse 48. And we gave to Ibrahim guidance before them, meaning before... Musa and Harun, and that is the position that was chosen by Al Imam Al Tabari,
0: alayhi rahmatullah. When he said to his father and his people, What are these statues, meaning idols you are clinging to and worshipping? They said, We found our fathers worshipping them, and we imitated them. He said to them, You and your fathers are clearly misguided in worshipping them. They said, Have you brought us the truth in what you say? Or are you playing games? He said, "Far from it! Your Lord is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. He is the one who should be worshipped. He who brought them into being without any prior model." I am one of those who bear witness to that. By Allah, I will devise some scheme against your idols when your backs are turned. فجعلهم إلا كبيرا لعلهم إليه He broke them in pieces. Read as juzad and jizad, With his axe, after his people went to their gathering on their festival day, except for the big swan, from whose neck he hung the axe, so that they would have to have it to consult about what it had done to the others.
1: In verse 58, Allah عزوجل says that he broke and smashed the idols into the pieces, into pieces, except for the biggest of them, meaning the one that they would consider the most senior amongst the idols لَعَلَّهُمْ ilayhi So that they would return to it The it here is where the scholars of Tafsir differ Some of them said that it refers to them returning to the idol as you can see here And that seems to be what is apparent from the meaning of the verse Others said that it means that they should return to Ibrahim to question him why did you do what you did and therefore make them think and others among tafsir said that it means that they should refer to him meaning Allah Azza wa Jal refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means that they, it would make them make tawbah turn back to Allah accept Allah's worship alone
0: قَالُوا <laughs> They said after after they returned and saw what he had done, who has done this to our gods? He is definitely one of the wrongdoers. <laughs> they said to one another, we heard a young man mentioning and criticizing them. They call him Ibrahim. <laughs> they said, Bring him publicly before the people's eyes, so they can be witnesses and testify that he did it. They asked him After he was brought Did you do this to our gods Ibrahim He was silent about what he did He said no This one The biggest of them did it Ask them who did it If they are able to speak This mm-hmm. one oh, sorry. It's an allusion to the fact that the specific idol was unable to act, unable to speak, and therefore could not be
1: a god. In verse 63, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that Ibrahim alayhi salam said that it is the biggest that did it. And this is uh, something that we refer to in the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. We mentioned in the Bukhari al Muslim and also in the hadith of the Shafa'a. When the people come on Yom Al Qiyamah to the different prophets to seek intercession, Ibrahim alayhi salam would absolve himself from this and say, Because I made, I spoke three untruths. And the three that he's referring to This is one of them In fact two of them uh, Are mentioned in the Quran explicitly And one of them is mentioned in the Sunnah The two that are mentioned in the Quran Is the first that he said I am ill When they said to him Let's go and worship our gods He said I am ill And he wasn't really ill Meaning but he meant I am sick of worshipping your gods The second is here When they said what Did you break the idols He said ask the big one Meaning referring them to him and he doesn't say that he's the one who broke them but he is, in a way saying to them go and speak to him imitating or intimating that it is from that big idol and the third type is as we mentioned in the story of Nimrod when he says concerning his wife Sarah she is my sister meaning my sister in my religion and they are not in reality lies that he speaks but rather twisting words to so that they can be understood in different ways a word that can carry multiple meanings depending on the way that a person May understand it from their perspective, but that is the status of the prophets and their level of excellence. That even that, he doesn't consider himself worthy of standing before Allah Azawajal. Despite that being done for what is beneficial.
0: They consulted among themselves, meaning reflecting on his words, and said to each other, "It is you yourselves who are wrongdoers by worshiping those who do not speak." But then they relapsed from this insight back into their unbelief and said You know full well these idols cannot talk So how can you ask us to ask them he said, "Do you then worship instead of Allah, what cannot harm, help, or harm you in any way, in respect of provision or anything else? It will not harm you if you do not worship them." <laughs> Shame on you and what you worship besides Allah. Read as and <laughs> uffi," an exclamation used for something ugly and foul. <laughs> will you not use your intellect? Will you not realize that these idols do not deserve worship? and are not a proper subject for it Allah alone is the one who is entitled to worship They said "Burn him meaning Ibrahim and support your gods by burning him if you are resolved to do something to help them They gathered a great deal of firewood set fire to all of it tied Ibrahim up put him in a catapult and shot him into the fire Then Allah said قُلْنَا وَسَلَامًا عَلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمُ We said fire be coolness and peace for Ibrahim The fire only burned his bonds Its heat departed and its light remained By peace what is meant is safety from death By means of the fire being made cool
1: And that is the meaning of <coughs> Salam In verse number 69 As we mentioned yesterday also Concerning the word Salam in the Arabic language That it can mean peace Which is the greeting of peace Assalamu salamu or it can mean uh, safety. And that is often the meaning that is referred to in these stories in the Quran. Because when you say be peaceful Ibrahim, it doesn't give the same meaning of what is being intended. It means be safe for Ibrahim. Give him safety. Don't burn him. Keep him safe. And that is why Al Mahalli mentions that in his tafsir.
0: They desire to trap him and burn him. But we made them the losers by the fact that they failed to achieve what they wanted. We delivered both him and Loth, the son of his brother Harun from Iraq, to the land which we had blessed for all beings with many rivers and trees, which was Syria. Which was Syria. Ibrahim settled in Palestine and Loth in Sodom. There was a day's distance between them.
1: In verse 71, there is a, uh, either a typo or a mistranslation. When وَنَجْجَيْنَهُ وَلُوتَ And we live with both him and Lut And he says the son of his brother Harun It shouldn't be Haran Haran It is said was the name of the brother of Ibrahim So when Allah says And we say both him and Lut And then Al-Mahalli says the son of his brother Meaning that Lut was the son of the brother of Ibrahim Meaning that he was his nephew And he said that the nephew The name of the brother of Ibrahim Was Haran Haran and so therefore Lut alayhis salam, as we mentioned before, was related to Ibrahim Ali salam. And therefore he migrated with him when Ibrahim alayhi salam left his people and migrated from them. And where they go and where they went is a sham. Not Syria, but the greater area of the Levant. As we mentioned on numerous occasions before
0: as well. And in addition to that, we gave him Ishaq and Yaqub. Because he had asked for a child, as we find in Surah Al-Safat Ya'qub was added as a grandchild وَكُلًّا جَعَلِنَا صَالِحِينَ And made both of them righteous
1: prophets In verse 71 also, Allah Azza wa refers to the land of Hashem sham as a blessed land To the land which we have blessings for all beings And that is why the scholars say that the land being referred to is a sham Because Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Al-Isra says سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده Harami, من المسجد الحرام aqsa المسجد الأقصى الذي بارقنا حوله. He went on the night journey from the Masjid al Haram to the Masjid al Aqsa, the land around which its surroundings we have made blessed. So when Allah then says I swear in the Quran, we took him to the land that we have blessed, it means that it is the same part of the world, that same area. That Allah Azzawajal is referring to And that is from making tafsir of the Qur'an With the Qur'an In verse number 72 Allah Azzawajal says And we mentioned this before That Ibrahim Salam asks for a child And he's told not only will you have a child But you will have a grandchild as well By the name of Ya'qub And that's why some of the scholars Are of the position That from the meanings of the word نَافِلًا As well as it means something additional Or something which is an optional act it can also mean grandchild. The son of a son is also referred to as
0: Nafila We made them leaders, guiding people to good by our command, meaning to the Deen of Allah. And revealed to them how to do good actions and establish the prayer and pay zakat, and they worshipped us. We gave right judgment of how to decide between litigants and knowledge to loot And rescued him from the city, meaning the inhabitants of which committed disgusting acts Such as sodomy, sniping at passers-by, looking at omens and other things they were inwardly evil people who were deviators. We admitted him into our mercy and saved him from his people. He was one of the righteous. And remember, Nuh when he called out before Ibrahim and Noob and prayed against his people, saying, Lord, do not leave. And we responded to him and rescued him and his family from the terrible plight of drowning in the flood And from the denial of his people In verse
1: 56 the author Ta'ala, has in his him when he says Referring to the verse Lord do not leave Meaning the verse in surah Nuh Rabbi la al-ardi min al dayama O Lord do not leave even in a single household of the disbelievers upon the face of the that. earth That's the dua that is being referred to when he called out to Allah And Allah responded to him
0: we helped him against the people who rejected our signs Which proved his message So that they could not do evil to him They were an evil people and we drowned them, everyone and remember the story of Dawood and Suleyman When they gave judgment about the field Either a wheat field or vineyard Which sheep went into it at night without a shepherd when they got loose When the people's sheep strayed into it at night We were witness to their judgment Dawood said that the owner of the field should take the sheep Suleyman said that he should have the use of their milk Offspring and wool until the field was restored to the state it had been in And
1: then the sheep should be returned in verse 78, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions the story of the father and son that were prophets of Allah, Dawood and Sulaiman, as-salatu wa s-salam And the story of Dawood and his mention has been uh, referred to already in the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the story of David and Goliath, and elsewhere in the Quran, Allah refers to him as a prophet who received the Zabur, the Psalms. But the prophet Sulaiman, Ali salam this is the first time that he being mentioned extensively. And the story will come again in further detail in Surah Sad. The Prophets of Allah Azzawajal, Dawud and Sulaiman are from the Prophets of Bani Israel. And they come after the time of Musa Salatu And they are known as not only Prophets, but Prophets who were kings. As the Prophet Sallallahu told us that he was given the option of either being a Prophet and a King, or of being a Messenger and a Slave of Allah. So he chose to be a messenger and a slave of Allah Because there were prophets who were simply messengers Meaning that they were only messengers And they were slaves of Allah And other prophets that Allah made them prophets But they were kings as well And from those prophets that were kings And the most famous examples amongst them is Dawood and Sulaiman salatu was-salam And Allah Azzawajal often in the Quran speaks about Dawood in terms of his worship and in terms of his status of being someone who worships Allah جل, and Sulaiman Alayhi salam in terms of his knowledge and understanding showing that at times a child or a son or a daughter can surpass their parents in terms of virtue in terms of their knowledge of certain things in terms of their status in certain regards and aspects but both of them are clearly great prophets of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in this particular incident Abdullah bin Abbas radiyallahu anhumma mentions the story that the man, two uh, shepherds came Or two people came To the Prophet Dawud with a dispute One of them said that my field At night My neighbor has sheep And his sheep came into the, my field at night And they ate everything They grazed there And they destroyed all of my crop So now what do I do? So Dawud said Take your sheep then You take your sheep So that man who is the sheep owner who owned the sheep, the shepherd, has nothing left. So now, Dawood alayhis salam, this is his understanding or this is his judgment. Sulaiman alayhis salam disagreed and he said, Oh my father, I have a different opinion. So Dawood asked him, what do you think? He said that I think that they should swap land. The man who had the sheep should go to the farm that was destroyed and it is his job to replenish it, recultivate it, fix it up to the way that it was before. And the other man should go and take the sheep. And he can benefit from them in terms of their meat and in terms of their milk. And he can benefit from them until that man has restored his farm. And then they go back to each other's property. They take the original property back. And that way, both of them retain what they had because it was an honest mistake. The man didn't send them. And might they just happen to go and graze in that field. And Allah azzawajal praises him as we will see and say. We gave his understanding to Suleiman a.salaam. And the Prophet Salam is known for his sound judgment And the understanding and the knowledge that Allah azza Gave to him عليه salatu And from what is mentioned in that regard And I think we may have alluded to this previously Is the hadith of Abu Hurair al-Bukhari And Muslim Of the two women who came to Dawood salam Disputing over a child Both of them claimed that the child was theirs One was old in age and the other was younger in age so Dawood Ali salam, there was no proof, no witnesses, no way to determine. He said to the older one, you take it. Simply because she was older, mature, seemed like it was likely that she would be the one telling the truth. Sulaiman so Ali salam disagreed and he said, I have a different way of determining this. They said, what? He said, bring me a knife. I will cut the child in half. Both of you take half and it's fair. We're done. You both get half. The younger woman said, no, it's her child. Don't cut the child. It belongs to the other woman. And the old woman just stayed silent and said, Okay, I'm happy with that. So Sulaiman said, It belongs to the younger one. Because a mother would never be happy for a child to be cut in that way. And the other woman wasn't bothered. And that is from the authentic hadith of the Prophet And the judgments of Sulaiman are many. In the books of hadith from the Israeliyat, in the books of Tafsir, many of them are Israel traditions, so we don't know how authentic they are or not. But clearly, what is mentioned in the hadith, and what Allah Azza wa mentions in the Quran, is more than sufficient in that regard.
0: We gave Sulaiman understanding of it, meaning arbitration and judgment by ijtihad. And Dawood preferred Sulaiman's judgment. It is said that it came about by revelation. Sulaiman's judgment superseded Dawood's. وَكُلًّا آتَيْنَا حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا We gave each of them judgment Meaning prophethood and knowledge of matters of the deen مَعَ يُسَبِّحْنَا وَالطَّيْرِ We subjected the mountains to Dawood glorifying and the birds as well The birds were subjected to glorification with him at his command whenever he became tired To encourage him This is something we are well able to do we are able to subject the glorification of the birds And the mountains to Dawood Even though you might find that
1: surprising In verse 1, Allah says that we gave this understanding To Sulaiman And then the author wa ta'ala, mentions Was it by ijtihad or was it by revelation Meaning that the two of them Based this upon their own knowledge And so Salam, Had a better judgment than his father Dawood السلام, Or was it a revelation that Allah gave to each of them Dawood one way and Sulaiman Another way to show them the, way, the different ways in which they could have judged in this issue. Those scholars who say that it is ijtihad, they use this then as a proof of showing that if a scholar genuinely, based upon knowledge and based upon the best ability that they can do or the best ability that they can make, makes an Islamic judgment, an Islamic ruling, they are rewarded. Because Allah doesn't rebuke Dawood alayhi salam despite saying that Sulaiman's understanding was better. But he doesn't rebuke Dawood Alayhi salam. And that is why the Prophet ﷺ said, if the scholar strives to attain a religious ruling, and then is correct, he will have two rewards. And if he strives and he makes a mistake, he gets a single reward. That is, on that basis, that is ijtihad. And if it is revelation in cleaning, it is revelation from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal says, al-Jibala wa we subjected the mountains to Dawood glorifying and the birds as well and that is because the mountains and the birds would glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the recitation of Dawood alayhi salam and we mentioned that Dawood alayhi salam had amazing recitation as the Prophet sallallahu alluded to when he spoke to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu the author says the birds were subjected to glorification with him at his command meaning that Dawood is the one who would command them to glorify Allah and they would glorify him in return and that is because the scholars have a different approach to the understanding of the conclusion of this verse kunna This is something we were able to do Ability meaning that we were physically able to do it, make it possible Is one interpretation and that is chosen by Zamaqshari and others The other one is that this is something that we decreed for Sulaiman Alayhi salam In terms of honoring him It is a decree of Allah Azza for him, for Dawood Alayhi salam. And that is the position of the Imam al-Tawari. And then the position of Ibn Kathir and al qurtubi and others is as the author mentions. That he would be the one, Dawood would be the one to command the birds to glorify Allah alongside him, and they would do so. And Allah says, kunna فَاعِلِينَ And we were able to make them obedient and subservient to this command of Dawood alayhi salam
0: وَعَلَّمْنَاهُ لكم لِتُحْصِنَكُمْ مِّن بَأْسِكُمْ We taught him the art of making garments for you Coats of chain mail for the first time Before that plated armor was used To protect you Read as Meaning so that we might protect you Against each other's violence Referring to war with enemies But do you Meaning people of Mecca Show any thanks for my blessings by believing the messenger
1: Allah Azza wa Jalla in verse 80 Also from the favors that he gave to Dawud Is that he taught him how to make garments The word uh, Sanat labus Labus means from nibas Garments But what is being referred to here is Armor And the way that he would make the armor And Allah Jalla mentions also in the Quran In Surah 7 Allah says that we made iron pliable for him So he was able to take iron and steel And use them in ways that weren't able Be able to be used before him
0: وَلِسُلَيْمَانَ الرِّيحَ عَاصِفَةً تَجْرِي إِلَى الْأَرْضِ الَّتِي بَارَكْنَا And to Sulaiman we gave power over the fiercely blowing wind Here it is described as fiercely blowing Whereas in another ayah it is described as blowing softly Which indicates that both strong and gentle winds are subject to him Speeding at his command And will towards the land which we had blessed Meaning Syria وَكُنَّا بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَالِمِينَ And we had full knowledge of everything. Allah knew that what he gave Sulaiman would make him humble to his Lord and he acted accordingly.
1: And this is from the miracles that Allah عز gave to Sulaiman and you can see that both father and son Allah bestowed upon them amazing blessings and miracles. From the miracles that Sulaiman is given is that he has the ability to speak to the birds and the jinn and command them and so on. And this will be mentioned in more detail in Surah Al-Namal and elsewhere in the Quran Surah Salah. sabah And from the statements or from the miracles that Allah Azzawajal gave to Sulaiman Is the command of the wind That the wind would take him where and where When and how he commanded it to take him And from the uh, blessings that Allah Azzawajal gave to him was his command over the Shayateen and the jinn as Allah Azzawajal will mention now
0: and we subjected some of the shaytans to Sulaiman who dived for him into the sea and brought out gems from it for him and did other things apart from that such as building And we were watching over them so that they did not ruin what they did because when the jinn finish work before night they ruin it if they are distracted by something else Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as
1: you can see therefore in this surah Mentions not only the stories of the prophets but the different things that they were known by. There were prophets who had uh, wealth. And so Allah Azza wa gives an example for us of how to use wealth. Some of those prophets were given kingdom and power, like these prophets. So Allah Azza wa gives us an example of how to use power. Some of them had issues with their families, be it their parents or be it their children or be it their siblings, as is mentioned in the story of Ibrahim and in the story of Yusuf that we've already mentioned and elsewhere in the Quran. And now Allah, Allah will go on to speak about Prophets who had problems or their, their test and trial is in terms of illness and disease And that is the Prophet Ayyub
0: And remember Ayyub when he called out to his Lord, when he was tested by the last of all his wealth and children and the lesions on his body and everyone except his wife shunned him for 3, 7 or 18 years restricting his livelihood great harm has afflicted me but you are the most merciful of the
1: merciful this Prophet Ayyub alayhi salatu was salam this is his first also mentioned in detail in the Quran and his story will come later on in Surah Sad in slightly more detail and then inshallah ta'ala will speak about it in more detail there but Ayyub Ali salam is a prophet that had a debilitating disease that the scholars say he was akin or something similar to leprosy, to the extent that he was abandoned by all of his people, by his family members, by everyone except for his wife. And he was made to live on the outskirts of the town and the city in which he resided. And he is a prophet of Allah Azza wa And Allah tested him in this way. The author الله, says that he was shunned for 3, 7, or 18 years because there are different narrations concerning that. But there is an authentic hadith. In, uh, of Anas radiallahu anhu Which the Prophet ﷺ said That his, the, the duration of his illness Was 18 years And that is an authentic hadith 18 years he continued in that way And that is because Allah Azza wa From the examples that he gives to us Are people who go through those types of conditions Debilitating diseases Illnesses, physical impairments And so on And they lasts for many many years Maybe even for a lifetime and the Prophet Ayyub is one of those people that Allah tried and tested in that way. And then Allah Jalla mentions the dua that he makes. رَبِّ إِنِّي Indeed harm has afflicted me and you are the most merciful of those who show mercy. Ibn Qayyim Rahimahullah Ta'ala said that I have seen that when a person is in times of stress and difficulty, especially illness and disease, And they continuously make the du'a of the Yuba that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to
0: make cure. We responded to him and his supplication removed from him the harm which was afflicting him. And restored his family to him, giving him male and female children. By bringing them back to life And he had three or seven of each And the same again with them from his wife Since his youth was restored He had one threshing floor for wheat and another for barley Allah sent two clouds One of which emptied gold onto the wheat floor And the other silver onto the barley floor Until they overflowed As a mercy direct from us And a reminder to all worshippers to be steadfast So that they may be rewarded
1: And this commentary of al taala, in verse 84 Is from the Israelite traditions That we don't know whether it is authentic or not
0: وإسماعيل وَإِدْرِيسَ Kifl. And remember Ismail and Idris and Dhul-Kifl كُلُّ مِّنَ الصابرين. Each one was among the steadfast in obeying Allah and in not disobeying Him وَأَدَخَلْنَاهُمْ فِي رَحُمَّتِنَا We admitted them into our mercy, meaning prophethood إِنَّهُمْ مِّنَ الصَّالِحِينَ They were among the righteous, so to be prepared for it The name of dhul comes from the fact that he obliged, تَكَفَّل himself to fast every day and pray every night and to render a judgment between people and not to become angry and he fulfilled all of that according to another opinion though he was not a prophet
1: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions these prophets and there are prophets in the Quran that Allah speaks to us in great detail about their story like Prophet Ibrahim and the Prophet Musa and the Prophet Yusuf and other prophets and then there are prophets of Allah azza wa jalla that Allah only gives a snippet of their story like the Prophet Ayyub and the Prophet Yunus and the Prophet Idris they are mentioned in very very short and small terms concerning their lifetime and then there are other people that Allah Jalla mentions and barely do we know anything about them like the Prophet Ilyas hardly anything is mentioned about him and the Idris can be included in that there is very little that is mentioned concerning him in the Quran and from those people whose name is only mentioned is Dhul kifl and that is why the scholars differ concerning him is he firstly dhul some of them said he was Yusha, who is the servant of Musa, and that is not a strong opinion. Others said that he was Ilyas, and again that doesn't seem to be a strong opinion. Dhul-Kifl is his own person, he is an individual of the Qur'an, mentioned in the Qur'an. The scholars differ, was he a prophet or not? The position of Sheikh uh, Ibn Kathir, and Sheikh Abdul Rahman, Ibn and others, is that he is a prophet, because he is mentioned here in the context of prophets. And Allah Azza is mentioning him in the, same, um, in the same list as the names of prophets That's one position And the other position which is the position of many scholars And it is the position of the majority Including Imam al-Tabari amongst others Is that he was a righteous man And to be very honest we don't know either way Because Allah Azza doesn't tell us And there's nothing concerning him in the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam In terms of authentic narrations And so Allah Azza knows best But the position of Ibn Kafir is that he was a prophet because he is mentioned in the context of prophets, and that seems to be the one that Al Mahalli also
0: takes. (coughs) And remember, Dunnun, possessor of the fish, another name for Yunus ibn Mattah, when he left his people in anger, although he did not have permission to do so because of the obduracy he experienced from them, and thought we would not punish him. That we will not decree for him what we decreed, and that he was confined inside the belly of the fish, or that we will not constrict him for doing so. <speaking in foreign language> he called out in the pitch darkness. The plural is used and refers to the three darknesses of the night, the sea, and the belly of the fish. There is no God but you. Glory be to you. Truly, I have been one of the wrongdoers in leaving my people without permission.
1: In verse 87, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the story of Nun and Nun is another name of the Prophet Yunus alayhi salatu was-salam. and we mentioned when we were at the beginning of the fourth verse of the Qur'an that Allah azza wa jal refers to the Prophet Ya'qub by another name the name is Israel that he is known in the Qur'an by two names the Prophet Yunus alayhi salam is known in the Qur'an by three names the first of them is Yunus which is his name the second one is then-known, as you can see here, in Surah Al-Anbiya. And the third of them is Sahibul Al-Hut, which is mentioned in Surah Al-Qalam. Three of them, three descriptions that refer to the same Prophet Yunus alayhi salatu Allah says, When he left his people in anger. And the scholars differ as to what the anger there is being referred to. Some of them said he was angry for the sake of his Lord. Because these people disbelieved. And we mentioned already the story of the people of Yunus alayhi salam in Surah Yunus. That they were the people who when they saw the punishment of Allah come, they were came, uh, coming, they were the exception to the rule that they made tawbah, despite Allah's punishment being visible to them. And Allah accepted their tawbah, which is not the general principle. Allah destroys people at the time of punishment arriving, irrespective of their attempts to turn back to Allah. So he left. Some of them said he left Arab anger for his Lord, for the sake of his Lord. Because he was angry that his people uh, That his people Disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Another said that he is angry at his people The anger being referred to is directed Towards his people Because he found that now that the, the punishment has been Removed that they would think About him that he was a liar or untruthful Either way the point of the verse Is that he left his people Without Allah's permission Allah did not give him permission to leave them But he had left And so he embarked upon a ship As is mentioned in the narration And as he embarked upon a ship Going to another land A storm came And the ship was about to capsize So the people of the ship said that the only way That we can survive this Is if we lighten the load of the ship We have to throw things overboard So they began to throw things overboard But still the ship was about to capsize So they said That we need to throw one of us over One of us has to go it's the only way that we can be saved. So they decided that they would draw lots. So they drew lots and the first lot comes to Yunus salam. But they say, no, let's do it again because he's a Prophet of Allah. Who's going to throw a Prophet of Allah overboard on a ship? They say, let's do it again. They do it a second time and Yunus alayhi salam, his lot is picked again. We'll do it again, third time. And they keep doing it because it keeps landing on Yunus salam. And they feel too embarrassed that it should be the Prophet of Allah that has to be thrown overboard, until Yunus says, it doesn't matter how many times you do this, it will always be me, because Allah wants this, it is from Allah, so he throws himself overboard, and that is when the whale comes and swallows him, and he is in the belly of the whale, in the darkness, as the author says, of the belly of the whale, in the darkness of the depths of the ocean, number two, and number three, in the darkness of the middle of the night. And that is when he calls to Allah with the greatest thing that a person can call upon Allah with And that is his tawheed La ilaha illa Doesn't say anything else Doesn't have to do anything else He calls upon Allah with the greatest of things that a person can use to call upon Allah with And that is the tawheed of Allah That you sincerely turn to Allah in worship and he says, subhana, glory be to you, I am from those who wronged myself. And Allah Azza wa Jal will tell us that he saved him. The Prophet said, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in the authentic hadith, no one goes undergoes the calamity and makes the dua of the known, meaning this dua here in verse 87, except that Allah Azza wa Jal will relieve from them their
0: hardship. We responded to him on account of those words and rescued him from his grief. That is how we rescue the believers from grief when they call on us for help. And remember, Zakaria, when he called out to his Lord, My Lord, do not leave me on my own, meaning without a child to inherit from me. Though you are the best of inheritors, you are the one who will remain after the rest of your creation disappears. We responded to him after his plea and gave him a son, Yahya Restoring for him his wife's fertility after she had become barren They, meaning those of the prophets we have mentioned, did one another in good actions hastening to acts of obedience to Allah calling out to us in yearning for our mercy and in awe of our punishment and humbling themselves to us
1: in their worship. In verse number 90, Allah says concerning the Prophet Zakaria alayhi salam that he gave to him Yahya and you covered this story a number of times before in Surah Ali Imran and Surah Maryam. And Allah says, وَأَصْلَحْنَا لَهُ زَوْجَةَ, له زوجة means that we uh, rectified his wife and made her upright. We made his wife upright, and the meaning amongst many of the scholars of tafsir is the way that the translators have translated it, that we made her able to have children, to be of childbearing ability again. So we restored for him his wife's fertility, and that's why I said that a translation is a tafsir. Another from amongst the scholars of the Tafsir said That Allah Azza made her righteous Aslahna from the word righteous That he actually made her righteous Because she had certain mistakes and errors That she had that Allah rectified for him Either way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best Innaum kanu yusari'una fil did Outdid one another in good actions And the scholars of the Tafsir mentioned Many different forms of good actions All of them come back to the same thing That they waste and hasten with one another To please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
0: وَالَّتِي فَرْجَهَا فَنَفَخْنَا فِيهَا مِنْ رُوحِنَا وَجَعَلْنَاهَا آيَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And remember Maryam, she who protected her private parts and guarded her chastity. We breathed into her some of our ruh, meaning Jibril breathed into the pocket of her shift and she became pregnant with Isa and made her and her son a sign for all the worlds, for human beings, jinn and angels, since she gave birth to him without a father. This nation of yours Meaning the nation of Islam Is one nation And your deen Which you are obliged to follow And I am your lord So worship me And affirm my unity But they Meaning some of those Who were told to do this Disagreed And split into different sects Regarding their deen This refers to the many sects Of the Jews and Christians Allah continues Each one will return to us And we will repay them for what they did As for anyone who does right actions and is a believer His striving certainly does not go unthanked Meaning unacknowledged We are writing it down on his behalf Allah commands the recording angels to write it down And then he will repay him for what he did وَحَرَامٌ عَلَىٰ قَرْيَةٍ أَهْلَكْنَاهَا أَنَّهُمْ لَا There is a ban on any city Meaning its inhabitants we have destroyed They will not return to this world حَتَّىٰ إِذَا فُتِحَتْ يَأْجُوجُ وَمَأْجُوجُ وهم مِّن كُلِّ حدبي The prohibition against returning continues Until when Ya'juj and Ma'juj These are two non-Arabic names Which are the names of tribes Are let loose Read as Futihat and Futihat literally are opened, which may refer to the breaching of the wall holding them in. When this happens it will be close to the time of the rising, and rush rapidly down from every slope. And the true promise of the day of rising is very close. The eyes of those who disbelieved will be transfixed because of the intensity of that day And they will say, alas for us, we are destroyed We were unmindful of this day in this world No, rather we were certainly wrongdoers in denying the messengers You, meaning people of Mecca, and what, meaning the idols you worship, according to your claim Besides Allah, a fuel for hell أنتم You will go down into it لو كان هؤلاء وردوها If those idols had really been gods as you claim They would not have gone down into it Meaning into the fire فيها خالدون Each one, those who worship idols And the idols they worshiped, Will be in it timelessly forever لهم فيها وهم فيها لا يسمعون they will be sighing for them Meaning those who worshipped idols in it And they will not be able to hear anything On account of the intensity of its boiling This was revealed when Ibn Ziba'ari
1: asked Az-Zib'ara, Ibn Az-Zib'ara.
0: When Ibn Ziba'ara asked Uzzayb, the Messiah and the angels were worshipped Will they be in the fire then? Will they be in the fire then? Those for whom the best from us was preordained Will be far away from him
1: In verse 100 when the author Says this was revealed when Ibn Ziba'ara Asked Uzair the Messiah meaning Isa, And the angels were worshipped Would they be in the fire That is part of the commentary of verse 101 That is the cause of revelation of the verse of 101 and that is the narration of Abdullah ibn Abbas That is mentioned in the books of Tafsir, and it is an authentic narration To Ibn Abbas That the that this man by the name of Ibn Ziba'ra came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, Oh Muhammad, you claim that everything that is worshipped besides Allah is from the fire, will be in the fire. The Prophet ﷺ said, yes, everything that is worshipped besides Allah will be in the fire. He said, but don't you claim that Uzeel is worshipped besides Allah, Isa is worshipped besides Allah, the angels are worshipped besides Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, yes, they are worshipped besides Allah. So he said. So therefore, by your logic, then they must be in the fire. You just said everything beyond, be, besides Allah that is worshipped will be in the fire. You claim that Uzayn is a prophet, Isa is a prophet. The angels are noble, but then you're saying that they are worshipped besides Allah. So therefore, they must be in the fire. So Allah Azza wa Jalla revealed verse 101: in ladina Sabaqat, lahum alhusna. This is the exception. They will all be in the fire except for those. Uh, for whom the best has already been preordained, meaning that we already decree that they will be from the good doers. Because they never called for that worship to be done towards them. But people took them as gods besides Allah through no fault of their own. Isa never asked to be worshipped, Uzayn never asked to be worshipped, the angels never demanded to be worshipped. And so Allah Azulil is responding to the argument that was put forward by this man, Ibn Ziba'ra.
0: They will not hear the slightest hint of it at all And they will remain there in bliss timelessly forever Among everything their selves
1: desire In verse 102 They will not hear the slightest hint of it at all Who is they and what won't they hear They is the people of Jannah They will not hear the slightest hint of what? Of the fire and its punishment so, from the perfection of the blessing of Jannah for the people of Jannah, is that in Jannah they do not hear the screams of the people of the fire, nor do they hear the burning of the fire, nor do they hear the roar of the flames of the fire. Allah says they will not even hear the minimum of Hasis, not even the slightest whispering of what takes place there.
0: The greatest terror will not upset them. A reference to the time when people are commanded to go to the fire. وَتَتَلَقَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ هَذَا يَوْمُكُمُ الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ تُوْعَدُونَ And the angels will welcome them When they emerge from the graves This
1: is your day The one that you're promised in the world This verse 103 لَا يَحْزُنُهُمُ الْفَزَعُ الْأَكْبَرُ The greatest terror will upset them And the author says It is a command when the people are told or commanded to go to the fire That is the statement of Saeed ibn Jibayr Ta'ala. The other position amongst the scholars of Tafsir, Which is the majority of the position And seems to be stronger And is the statement of Ibn Abbas anhu Is that the great terror Refers to the blowing of the trumpet Refers to the blowing of the trumpet And not the command to go to the fire Because the believers will not be asked to go to the fire They, they are not commanded to go to the fire So when Allah Azza wa Jalla Keep them safe with the great terror mm-hmm. strikes the terror, therefore, is being referred to as the, uh, the blowing of the trumpet. The blowing of the trumpet. And Allah knows
0: best. That day we will fold up heaven like folding up the pages of a book, read as kitab and kutub. The word for pages here, sigil, is also said to be the name of an angel, in which case the meaning becomes like when the angel, sigil, folds up the book. The book referred to is the record of the son of Adam when he dies كَمَا بَدَأْنَا خَلْقٍ As we originated the first creation meaning from non-existence So we will regenerate it after it has been made non-existent again It is a promise binding on us because we have made it كُنَّا That is what we will do as we promised
1: in verse 104, the author says concerning the folding of the pages of the book, he says the Sijil, which literally means a parchment or a scroll, he says he can refer to the angel, the name of an angel. And that is a far fetched opinion. As Ibn Timir said, it is a weak opinion amongst the scholars of tafsir. But what is being referred to is how Allah جل, will roll up the heavens and grasp them in His hand, subhanahu wa ta'ala, on Yawm al Qiyamah. This will be mentioned in more detail in Surah Al Zumar. Towards the end of Surah Al Zumr, inshallah, when we come to that verse, for Allah will grasp the earth and He will roll up the heavens on that day of Yomul Qiyamah in a manner which befits His Majesty. We
0: wrote down in the Zaboor. The word Zabur is sometimes used in the Quran to refer specifically to the biblical Psalms, but literally means any written text and in this case refers to every divinely revealed book. After the reminder, meaning the mother of the book which is with Allah, came, It is my slaves who are righteous who will inherit the earth,
1: meaning in paradise. All who are righteous will inherit it. In verse 105, Allah says, We wrote down in the Zabur. The Zabur, as we know, as we mentioned already in the Quran, Allah says, We gave to the, wud, the Zabur, meaning the Psalms. A specific revelation that was given To the Prophet of Allah But the word Zaboor linguistically can mean Every revelation, everything that was written Meaning every divinely revealed Revelation of Allah وتعالى, In which case it means The Psalms and it means the Quran And it means the Torah and it means the Injil As well and that is the position of the majority of the scholars concerning its meaning in this verse 105 As mentioned by Tabari and mentioned by Muhammad Al-Amin al-Shaqiti and many others That Allah says that we wrote a four time in every revelation That the land meaning the earth will always be inherited by the righteous Meaning in every revelation this is a universal principle of Allah Azza wa And before that in the Lawha al in the preserved tablet And from supports that position even though the um, translator didn't mention this uh, and I don't remember And I think Mahali mentions it in the original either Is the other قراءة, The other recitation of the word zabur Which is the recitation of Hamza He says فِي فِي Which is the plural of zabur Showing that it's not just the zabur of Dawud But every revealed text Or every revealed word That Allah sent over time
0: yeah. <laughs> Certainly there is an adequate transmission in this Qur'an About entering the garden for people who worship And act according to it We have sent you, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Only as a mercy to all the worlds To both human beings and the jinn قُلْ إِنَّمَا يُوحَى إِلَيَّ أنما إلهكم إله واحد Say, it is revealed to me That your God is one God فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ So, are you Muslims? Will you obey what has been revealed to me about the oneness of God? The question is in reality a command to become Muslim If they turn their backs on that, then say, I have informed all all of you equally Of a war which will be waged against you And so, we are all equal in that respect The warning is not directed to me alone, but to you as well And so, you should prepare yourself for what is to come وَإِنْ أَدْرِي And I do not know if what you have been promised regarding the punishment of the rising which entails it is near. or far. Allah alone knows that. إِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تَكْتُمُونَ He, meaning Allah, knows what is said openly and what you and others do. And he knows what you hide and do secretly. وَإِنْ أَدْرِي لَعَلَّهُ فِتْنَةٌ لَكُمْ وَمَتَاعٌ إِلَىٰ حِينَ for all I know, it, meaning what I have told you about, whose destined time I do not know, might be a trial for you, to see what you will do, and you will have enjoyment for a time until the end of your lifespan. He said, read as, قَالَ and قُلْ Say, Lord, judge between me and those who deny me with truth, by punishing them or granting us victory against them They were punished at Badr, Uhud, Hunayn, al hazab and the ditch, and were finally defeated completely our Lord is the all-merciful The one whose help is sought in the face of what you describe. This refers to their denial of Allah in their words He has taken a son And of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi When they called him a magician And said that the Quran was poetry Surah Al-Hajj, the pilgrimage This surah is Medinan except for ayat 52, 53, 54 and 55 which It has 78 ay- ayat and was sent down after An-Nur
1: this is the 22nd surah of the Qur'an Surah Al-Hajj Known as the pilgrimage Or translated as the pilgrimage And so called because in it Allah Azza wa Jal will mention The proclamation of Hajj Upon the tongue of his prophet Ibrahim There is a mistranslation here In the introduction to this surah Because what al muhalli says In the position of the majority of the scholars of Tafsir Is that this surah is Makkan With the exception of those verses Which are Medinan. And that is the position of the majority of the scholars as mentioned by Ibn Kathir Al-Qurtubi and, and that is what al muhalli says So it is the opposite The surah is Mecca And some of these verses are Medina However, there are scholars Who said that the surah is Medina Qatada amongst them And Al-Dahhaq Ibn Muzahim amongst them But that is not what al muhalli said So yes, that position exists Amongst some of the scholars of Tafsir But it is not what Al-Mahalli mentioned In al Jalalim
0: Bismillah ar rahim Mankind, meaning people of Mecca and others Be fearful of your Lord, meaning of his punishment by obeying him The quaking of the hour which will occur after the sun rises from the west An indication that the final hour is very near is a terrible thing People will experience terrible anxiety which is a form of punishment حمل On the day they see it Because of it, every nursing woman Will be oblivious of the baby at her breast And every pregnant woman Will abort the contents of her womb And you will think people drunk Because of the effects of fear Although they are not drunk Meaning from intoxicating drink
1: It is just that the punishment of Allah is so severe In verses 1 and 2 of this surah The author rahimahullah ta'ala When Allah mentions the quake The earthquake of the hour He seems to say as he says The quaking of the hour which will occur After the sun rises from the west He seems to indicate therefore that this quaking of the hour This zalzala, this earthquake (laughs) Takes place before al qiyamah Takes place just before the actual establishment of Yom Al Qiyamah, which is a position among some scholars. The other position, which seems to be stronger and Allah knows best, is that it will take place after Yom Al Qiyamah. After the, the Qiyamah is established and the people are resurrected, that is when the earthquake will strike. And from that, or from what shows that, is the hadith of Abu Sa'id. In Al-Bukhari, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that Allah will say to Adam, o Adam Take from your children the portion of, the, of them that will go to the fire So he will ask oh Allah, what is the portion that will go to the fire? So he will say, from every 1999, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said So that is the day when the pregnant woman will miscarry And the suckling mother will abandon her child And the people's hair will grow white so that seems to be after the establishment of the hour And it is possible that there is little <coughs> difference between the two positions And Allah Azzawajal knows best
0: Verse 3 This was revealed about An-Nabr ibn al-Harith and his group
1: So in, in verse 3 for those of you that have the printed edition I think that there is an error There is a repetition there The first three and a half sentences the, They seem to have reprinted the commentary of verse number 2 So it starts with Uh, As Ismail is reading, this was revealed about
0: Annathar ibn al-Harith. Among people, there is one, meaning Annathar ibn al-Harith, who argues about Allah without knowledge, saying the angels are the daughters of Allah and the Quran is simply the myths of earlier peoples. He denied the resurrection and being brought back to life again from dust. And follows every rebellious shaytan in his argument. كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ مَنْ تَوَلَّاهُ فَأَنَّهُ يُضِلُّهُ وَيَهْدِيهِ إِلَىٰ عَذَابِ It is written of him and decreed that if anyone takes him, meaning shaitan, as a friend and follows him, he will mislead him and guide him to the punishment of the searing blades. ثُمَّ مِنْ ثُمَّ مِنْ مُضْغَةٍ مُخَلَّقَةٍ وَغَيْرِ مُخَلَّقَةٍ Mankind, if you are in any doubt about the rising, know that we created you in the form of Adam from dust, then his offspring from a drop of sperm, then from a congealed clot of blood, then from a lump of flesh formed yet unformed, a form but one which is not yet complete. So we may make things clear to you. By demonstrating our complete power to you, so that you will see evidence of the possibility of rest- restoration in the origination of creation. <laughs> we make whatever we want stay in the womb until a specified time, meaning its birth. And then we bring you out of the wombs of your mothers as children So that you may reach your full maturity and strength Which is reckoned to be between 30 and 40 years of age Some of you die before reaching adulthood And some of you revert to the lowest form of life and become senile So that after having knowledge they then know nothing at all. According to Ikrimah, whoever reads the Quran does not persist in this state of knowing nothing at all. وَأَنْبَتْ وَأَنْبَتْ and you see the earth, arid, dead, and barren. Then, when we send down water onto it, it quivers and swells
1: and sprouts. With luxuriant plants of every kind. In verse number 5, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes through the creation of man. And the Prophet in the hadith in Al Bukhari of Ibn Mas'ud an, mentioned something similar. The stages of the formation of the child in the womb, from the sperm to the blood clot to the lump of flesh. And the Prophet said that between each of those stages is 40 days. Until after 120 days, that is when Allah sends the angel to grow life into the child. And that is when the angel writes. Its lifespan And its provision And whether it will be righteous or wretched And so on And so that is done At the time of 120 days Allah Jalla says Then you come out From the wombs of your mothers as children Meaning weak and dependent upon others Then you reach full maturity And the author says Between 30 and 40 years And that is because The scholars often say That 40 is the age of wisdom And that is why many of the prophets of Allah Were given revelation at the age of 40 And then you return after that to become senile And we already mentioned the statement of Allah, What he means by that That a person who uses their mental faculties In terms of uh, contemplating of Allah's words And using them for beneficial things Allah Azza preserves their mind for
0: them and <laughs> That what has been mentioned about the creation of man And the giving of life to the earth Is because Allah is the abiding real And gives life to the dead and has power over all things And the hour is coming without any doubt And Allah will raise up all those in the graves Verse 8 The following was revealed about Abu Jahl وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُجَادِلُ فِي اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ وَلَا وَلَا كِتَابٍ Among people, there
1: is one who argues about Allah without knowledge or guidance or any light giving book. In verse number 8, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says something similar to what he says in verse number 3. And Allah azza wa in verse number 3 says, Amongst the people, there are those who argue about Allah without knowledge and follow every rebellious shaitan. And then in verse 8, Allah says, Among people are those, is the one who argues about Allah without knowledge or guidance or any life-giving book. And amongst us, such as Ibn Kathir, they see the difference between the two groups of people, is that the first one is referring to the followers, those who follow. Allah is rebuking them, that they blind follow, and they just take whatever someone says. And Allah is rebuking them, and that's why he says they follow every rebellious shaitan, every devil. From the humans, from the jinn, whoever, they follow them and they follow in their footsteps. In verse 8, Allah is rebuking their leaders. So the first one is a rebuke to the followers who blindly follow whatever their leaders say, and the second is a rebuke to the leaders themselves because they speak about Allah without knowledge and without guidance.
0: Turning away his head from belief arrogantly. To misguide, read as يضل and يضل, People from the way Meaning the deen of Allah dunya He will be disgraced by punishment in this world And by being killed at the battle of Badr And on the day of rising We will make him taste the punishment of the burning ذلك qaddamat yadak. It will be said That is for what you Meaning literally your hands Did before The hands are mentioned Because they are the limbs By which most actions وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ لَيْسَ بِظَلَّمٍ لِلْعَبِيدٍ Allah does not wrong his slaves Allah does not inflict wrong on people by punishing them They have committed no wrong action
1: In verse number 10 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That is for what your hands have done before As the author rahimahullah ta'ala mentions often in the Quran Allah says this It is because of what your own hands have earned The scholars say either because hands are mentioned because hands are the most likely limb for people to use when it comes to doing evil and disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It's the things that we touch it's the things that we take it's what our hands do so it's mentioned as being the predominant limb by which Allah is disobeyed or it is mentioned as a the instrument by which we earn because we normally earn by the work of our hands right we earn by what we do of our hands or number three it is because It is mentioned as a part of the body, but the whole body is being referred to. And that is very common in Arabic where a certain segment is being mentioned of the whole, but the whole is what is being intended. And that is similar to the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ when when a companion said, Oh Messenger of Allah, I want to be your companion in Jannah. He said, so help me by making a lot of sujood. And sujood doesn't mean that you just make sajda after sajda by itself independently. It means that you pray often and oftener. But the sajda is mentioned because of its importance in the salah and because by understanding the sajda, you understand that what is being intended is the prayer in its totality. And that is very common in the Arabic language and found very commonly in the Quran and the sunnah. And so therefore what is being referred to here is the body, what a person uh, what a person accomplishes in terms of their deeds Also in this verse, in number 10 It is different to other verses that are mentioned Similar to it in the Quran Usually when Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions this He says That is what your hands have earned And here Allah Azza wa says Your two hands So in the other verses It is the plural, many hands And here it is just your two hands Why the difference? Some of the scholars such as Al-Karmani and others, they said because this verse is speaking about Abu Jahal particularly. It's referring to Abu Jahl and what he did, and other leaders of Quraysh, so it's referring to them. So Allah says, use specifically your two hands. Whereas the other verses are general in terms of everyone, all people, and what they earn through their hands. And Allah knows best.
0: Among the people, there is one who worships Allah right on the edge Meaning that he has doubt about his worship He is likened to someone on the edge of a mountain In that he is not firm If good, meaning health and safety in respect of his wealth and his person Befalls him, he is content with it But if a trial, meaning affliction and illness in respect of his wealth and person befalls him, he reverts to his former ways, meaning to unbelief, losing both what he hopes for in this world and losing the next world through unbelief. That
1: is indeed sheer loss. In verse number eleven, Allah says, "Among the people there are those who worship Allah on the edge, and the edge is one tafsir, but the tafsir that you find in the early books of of tafsir or the early." Statements of the scholars Such as Mujahid and Qatada and others Is that the word harf here means Upon doubt And that is why the author Rahimahullah says Meaning that he has doubt about his worship From amongst those Who worship Allah They worship him upon doubt Meaning not on knowledge Not on guidance Not on certainty They worship Allah In a state of confusion and doubt
0: Instead of Allah, he calls on and worships something, meaning an idol which cannot harm him if he does not worship it or help him if he does. That, meaning calling on idols, is extreme misguidance, far from the truth. He calls on what is far more likely to harm than help. His worship of idols is far more likely to harm him than help him in the way he imagines it will. What an evil protector, what an evil associate Verse 14 After mentioning the loss that, that doubters will suffer Allah then mentions the reward which the believers will receive <speaking in Hebrew> Allah will admit those who believe and do right actions Both obligatory and supererogatory ones Into gardens with rivers flowing under them Allah does whatever he wishes By honouring those to whom he gives And abasing those who disobey him Anyone who thinks that Allah will not help him Meaning Muhammad his Prophet وسلم, in this world and the next world should stretch a rope up to the ceiling of his house and put it around his neck and then hang himself, throttle himself as stated in the Sahih collections explaining this usage. Let him see whether his stratagem, meaning that of not helping the Prophet ﷺ, gets rid of what enrages him. Meaning, let him choke himself to death out of rage.
1: In verse number 15, Allah says مَنْ كَانَ يَظُنُّ يَنْصُرَهُ اللَّهُ فِي الدنيا فليمدد بسبب إلى السماء. Anyone who thinks that Allah will not help him in this world and the next world should stretch a rope up to the heavens, not the ceiling. Allah Azza says, إِلَى السَّمَاءِ
0: ثم in this way as we revealed the previous ayah we have sent it meaning the rest of the quran down as clear signs wa anna allaha yahdi man allah guides anyone he wills to understanding of what he has revealed innal ladina amanu wal ladina hadu was sabirin wan nasara wal majus wal ladina inna allaha yafsilu baynahum yawm al as for those who believe and those who are Jews, and the Sabians, meaning a group of Jews, and the Christians, Magians, and idolaters, Allah will distinguish between them on the day of rising. The believers entering the garden, and the rest entering the fire. Inna ala kulli shayin shahid. Allah is witness of all things, and knows all of their actions
1: directly. In verse 17, this is something which we covered before, and that is what, what is being referred to as the Sabi'een, or the Sabians. And al Mahalli Rahimahullah Ta'ala here says They are a group of Jews Whereas al Syuti, Rahimahullah in Surah Al-Baqarah And elsewhere when we came across the same term and group of people He said a group of Jews or Christians And at the end of Surah Al-Isra' in the conclusion of As Syuti's tafsir, In this conclusion he says that this is one of the Few places that he differed with his Shaykh in, he differed from his Shaykh in regards to this. And that is because, as Sayyuti says that the position of their Madhab, which is the (coughs) Shafri Madhab, is that the Sahabi'een can refer to the Christian or the Jews, a group of people amongst the Christians and the Jews. And we said that that is one opinion, or those are two opinions, either they are from the Jews, or they are from the Christians, or from both. Another opinion is that these are people upon some type of fitrah that they worship, others said that they worship, um, that they have no God that they particularly worship and that's why you have believers amongst them
0: and you have disbelievers amongst them Do you not see meaning know that everyone in the heavens and everyone on the earth prostrates to Allah and the sun and the moon and the stars and the mountains trees and beasts are subject to him and do what he wants And many of mankind A reference to the believers who are humble in their prostration in the prayer But many of them inevitably merit punishment This means the unbelievers because they refuse to prostrate Prostration being a matter of faith Those, those Allah humiliates will have no one to honor them Meaning those he makes miserable will have no one to make them happy Allah does whatever he wills by either honoring or humiliating
1: In verse 18 the translators have translated this verse as saying Do you not see that everyone in the heavens and everyone on the earth prostrates to Allah And the sun and the moon and stars and the mountains, trees and beasts And many of mankind are subject to him and do what he wants And the meaning is that all of them prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way that the Allah knows best The mountains have their own way Of prostrating before Allah And the trees and the beasts And what is in the heavens and the earth Just as they have their own way Of praising Allah As we mentioned in Surah Al-Isra Everything in the heavens and the earth Glorifies Allah And there is nothing except that really he glorifies But you don't understand their glorification So just as we don't understand their glorification We don't understand the manner of their prostration Before Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala
0: here are two rival groups, the believers and the unbelievers. Although the former constitute one group and the latter five, the word for group is here, khasm, can refer to both the singular and the plural, who disputed concerning the deen of their Lord. Those who disbelieve will have garments of fire cut out for them Which they will wear and so
1: They will be enveloped in
0: fire And boiling water poured over their
1: heads In verse number 19 fi rabbihim. Here are two rival groups Who disputed concerning their Lord In the hadith of Bukhari and Muslim In the narration of Abu Dhar an, He says that this verse was revealed Concerning Hamza And his companions And Utbah And his companions on the day of Badr because we know that at the beginning of the day of Badr, before the battle starts, there is a duel that takes place between three of the Quraysh and three of the companions that the Quraysh demanded. And they said that we wanted a duel. So three of the companions of the Ansar stood up and they went out to duel with them. So the Quraysh right said to them that we have no dispute with you. We don't know you and we have no problem with you. Go back, we want people from us, from our people to come, from the, Qura, from the Muhajireen. So Hamza and Ali r.a and Ubaidah, three of them stood up and they went and they fought and they beat the three that they were dueling against on the day of Badr. That is what Abu Dhan says concerning this. These are the two rival groups that they are disputing concerning their Lord and Allah knows best.
0: بِهِمَا فِي بُطُونِهِمْ Which will mount the contents of their bellies, the fat and everything else as well as roasting their skin. وَلَهُمَّ مِنْ حَدِيدٍ And they will be beaten on the head with cudgels made of iron كلما أرادوا أن منها من أعيدوا فيها وذوقوا عذاب الحريق Every time they want to come out of it, meaning the fire, because of their suffering They will be driven back into it with cudgels Taste the punishment of the burning, they will be told Using the word hariq which is in
1: an intensive form Allah Azza mentions the punishment of those people of the fire Allah says that they will be dressed in garments of the fire And that is an additional thing that we haven't covered before From the description of the punishment of the fire We've mentioned their food And we've mentioned their drink Allah says that they will be dressed in fire Every single thing that they will have Is a form of punishment for them And then Allah says Boiling, boiling water will be poured over their heads Which will mount the contents of their bellies Meaning that they will reach the inner depths Even though it is poured over them or in them It will reach the very depths and recesses of their body that it will burn And that they will be punished through it And then they will be struck by cudgels, meaning with hammers made of iron That will be struck upon their heads to increase in their punishment Every time that they seek to escape Every time they think that there is a way that is close Then they will be placed back into the depths of the fire And they will be told continue to taste that punishment And that will be forever It is for eternity And there is no escape, and there is no relief, and there is no exit, and there is no end time, and there is no death for them.
0: But Allah will admit those who believe and do right actions into gardens with rivers flowing under them, where they will be adorned with gold bracelets and pearls, but as lu'lu'an and also as lu'lu'in In which case it means bracelets of gold and pearl Lu'lu' and lu'lu
1: Without the hems on the
0: wall fiha harir And where the clothing will be of silk Which is unlawful for men to wear
1: in this world And that is mentioned in the hadith Prophet ﷺ said concerning gold and silk For men that it is haram for them in this world But it will be halal for them in Jannah
0: they have been guided in this world to speak good words, meaning the formula La ilaha illallah, there is no God but Allah. And guided to the praiseworthy path of Allah and His Deen. In Allah Sudduna Sabin illa hi wa al masjidil haram al Those who disbelieve and bar access to the way of Allah Meaning obedience to him And to the sacred mosque Which we have appointed to be the place of the Hajrites And worship for all mankind Equally for those who live near it And those who come from far away (laughs) Those who desire to profane it with the wrongdoing even if that only entails insulting a servant, we will let them taste a painful punishment.
1: Allah Azzawajal says concerning those people who block people and, and are an obstacle for them from reaching the house of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and the Masjid Al-Haram. And then Allah Azzawajal says, Whether they are from those who come near or those who come far away. The word Aqif means someone who is settled close by. And that's why we call because a person comes and settles in the masjid for a period of time While bad, someone who is further away And that's why the Arabs call the Bedouins the badia The badia means out in the desert from further and far, further afield
0: <laughs> Remember when we located the position of the house for Ibrahim Which had been swept away in the flood So that he could rebuild it We commanded him Do not associate anything with me But purify my, my house of idols For those who circle it And those who
1: stand and bow and prostrate in prayer there and this is the story that we mentioned slightly before in Surah Al-Baqarah that Ibrahim A.S. was commanded to build or raise the foundation of the Kaaba with his son Isma'il And Allah says, And make it pure, purified for those who wish to make tawaf, it, meaning that they wish to make tawaf okay. of it. And those who stand and those who bow and those who prostrate.
0: Yeah. Announced the hajj to mankind. Ibrahim announced it from the top of the mountain, Abu Qubais, saying, O people, Allah has built a a house and obliged you to make hajj to it. So respond to your Lord. He turned his face to the south and north, east and west. And all of those for whom the hajj was destined in the loins of men and wombs of women answered him, At your service, O Allah, at your service. يَأْتُوكَ كُلِّ ضامن مِن كُلِّ فَجٍ عَمِيقٌ They will come to you on foot on, and on every sort of lean animal coming
1: by every distant road This statement uh, that the author تعالى, mentioned in the tafsir of verse 27 is not a hadith but it is an authentic statement from Abdullah ibn Abbas عنهما, that is clipped in Al-Hakim It is an authentic statement that Ibn Abbas said this, that Ibrahim When he raised the foundation of the Ka'bah, and Allah commanded him to proclaim the Hajj to mankind, then he said to his Lord, O Allah, and what should I, or in in the narration that's not mentioned in the book, he said, O Allah, and who will hear my voice? Who will hear my call? And Allah said to him, it is upon you to make the call, and it is upon us to make it heard. So he stood upon the mountain, and he proclaimed Hajj upon mankind. And that is why the position of many of the scholars is, the Hajj was a, an act of worship that many of the Prophets performed And that is mentioned in a number of hadith From them is the hadith of the Prophet concerning the, uh, the virtue of Masjid Al-Khaif in Mina That 70 Prophets prayed there And from them is what the Prophet said as he was making Hajj He said is it, it is as if I can see Musa the son of Imran coming here as he was walking through this valley making Hajj and the Prophet said وسلم, that Isa alayhi salam after the time of the Dajjal will make hajj. And so it wasn't something which is specific to this ummah. It is something which Allah Azza wa Jal ordained for the other Ummas, which shows you that the five pillars of Islam were not specific to this ummah, but something that all of the Prophets had. Tawheed obviously, Salah, Zakat, Song and Hajj. Because all of them are mentioned in different contexts of the prophets That the Dawood used to fast in a certain way And he would pray another prophet and so on So showing you that it was something which was given to all of these prophets of Allah جل, And the hanj is no <coughs> exception to that And so he made the proclamation as is in that narration And Allah has since that time until our time People responding to that And the statement that the author mentions at the end That the people said لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لبيك
0: so that they may be present at what will profit them in terms of commerce in this world or reward in the next world, or both, as different commentators say. And invoke Allah's name on specific days, a reference to the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah or the day of Arafah or the day of sacrifice to the end of the days of the Tashriq, according to various views. Of the livestock is provided for them, camels, cattle, and sheep and goats, which are sacrificed on the day of their Eid and eaten then and in the days after it. فَكُلُوا مِنْهَا الْبَائِسَ Eat of them and feed those who are poor and in need. This is recommended rather
1: than obligatory. In verse 28, Allah says, to remember Allah في <laughs> أيام on the specific days. And the author, رحمة الله then goes to give a number of views. And actually there are many more than what he mentions as well. There are some 8 to 10 different opinions amongst the scholars of Tafsir as to what, are the, what is intended by the specific days that Allah is referring to. Is it the day of Arafah? Is it the day of Tashriq? Is it the day of Sacrifice? Is it the day of Arafah and the day of Sacrifice? Is it some of this or a combination of some of them? And then he mentions the first opinion which seems to be the one that he supports that it is the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah which is the statement of Ibn Abbas and the position of Imam al-Shafi'i and Imam Ahmed that is the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah that is what is mentioned in the Hadith al-Bukhari of the Prophet وسلم, that there are no deeds there are more no, no days in which deeds are more beloved to Allah than the first 10 days
0: of Dhul-Hijjah then they should end their state of self-neglect, meaning their dirtiness and dishevelment, by acts like cutting their nails and fulfill their vows, read as youufu and
1: youwfu, with a kasra and
0: by sacrificing animals and circle the ancient house in the al-Ifadah <laughs> It is called ancient because it was the first house established for mankind. <laughs>
1: Is giving us some of the uh, requirements of Hajj Or some of its rights And that is that once the people have made their Hajj Meaning that they have been to Muzdarifa and Arafah And they return تفتهم, They should end their state of self-neglect Why self-neglect? Because from the restrictions of Ihram Is that you cannot remove hair That you can't cut nails That you can't do certain things Allah says they can now come out of that state of being disheveled when you fool and let them fulfill their vows. And can mean in the Arabic language also to refer to sacrifice. And that is what is being referred to here. And then let them make the Tawaf, mean the Tawaf that is the obligation, the pillar of Hajj, which is the Tawaf al Ifada. And as the ta'ala mentions, that from the names of the Kaaba is Al al Atiq, the ancient house. And Atiq means the house that is old, that was first established. As the first place of worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And not the meaning that some people think that the word Atiq means That it is the house that tramps upon the necks of those who wish to cause oppression upon it Like Abraha and others That is not the correct meaning of the word Atiq But rather it means ancient Meaning the first house that Allah built or Allah ordained should be built for his worship
0: That is it This implies the command or the matter mentioned is like that if someone honors Allah's sacred things which it is unlawful to violate that meaning esteeming is better for him in his lord's sight in the next world all livestock are permitted to you to eat after proper slaughter except what has already been recited to you as being forbidden in such ayat as forbidden for you a carry on. 5 3 have done with the defilement of idols and have done with telling lies in the form of shirk, in your تلبية invocation or false
1: testimony. in verse thirty this is why some of the scholars said that some of its verses are مدينين the surah is مكية but some of it is Medinan and some of the scholars like al-qurtubi I think if I remember correctly رحمه الله is of the position that this is a surah that much of it is مكية and much of it is مديني it's not just a couple of verses but parts of it. Are Meccan and parts of it are Medinan. Why is, do they say that this verse is Medinan? Because Allah says, except for that which has been recited to you. And that which has been recited to you in terms of what is haram and halal in terms of meat is what is mentioned in Surah Al Ma'idah. As the author refers to, it. and as we made the tafsir already, that verse in the beginning of Surah Al Ma'idah. And Surah Ma'idah, by agreement of the scholars of tafsir, is from the late revelations of the Medinan period It's revealed towards the end of the Medinan period so Allah Azawajal referring to that verse shows that there are certain verses of this surah that were from the Medinan period that is why some of the scholars said what they said
0: be people of pure natural belief in Allah the word hunafa used here means those who submit to Allah and turn away from every deen except his Not associating anything else with him Stressing the first phrase As for anyone who associates others with Allah It is as though he had fallen from the sky And the birds had seized him and carried him away Or the wind had dropped him in a distant place Where there is no hope of rescue That is it Meaning the matter is like that As for those who honor Allah's sacred emblems A reference to the camels Which are brought for sacrifice And have been fattened up They are called emblems Because they are marked So that it is known that they are sacrifices
1: In such ways as marking their humps that comes from the fearfulness of Allah in their hearts In verse number 32 The author has chosen this position That what is being referred to as And Sha'ir is a symbol of Allah It refers to the It refers to as we mentioned In Surah Ma'idah That the Arabs when they would take their animals For sacrifice they would put something Around their neck like a garland To mark it out as an animal of sacrifice And Islam allowed this to continue This is what the author refers to Another said it is more general Anyone who honours any of Allah's emblems, sacred symbols That's the Kaaba, that's the rites of Hajj, that's the Salah, that's the Adhan, that's the Quran That is the appearance of the Muslim in terms of the hijab and the beard Anything that is part of our religion, it is from the taqwa of a person to Honour that, even if a person perhaps necessarily doesn't think that that is Something which they want to do, it is from their Iman that they honour that because that is part of the religion. And that shows and it is a testament to a faith that a person has within their heart. As to mock certain symbols of Islam that are known to be symbols of Islam that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned clearly in the Sunnah that Allah Azza wa mentions clearly in the Quran, then that is a sign of either hypocrisy or of weakness of iman.
0: You may make use of the sacrificial animals by riding them and using them to carry loads as long as that does not harm them until a specified time, meaning the moment when they are sacrificed. And then their place of sacrifice is by the ancient house, in other words, in the haram. We have appointed a rite of sacrifice Read as Men Meaning the actual sacrifice And Men meaning the place where it is done For every believing nation before you So that they may invoke Allah's name over the livestock He has given them when slaughtering them <laughs> Your God is one God So submit to him and obey him <laughs> Give good news to the humble hearted Meaning those who obey Allah and are humble towards him Whose hearts quake in fear at the mention of Allah And who are steadfast in the face of all that happens to them Of afflictions and difficulty Those who establish the prayer at its times And give of what we have provided for them As sadaqah وَالْبُدْنَ جَعَلْنَاهَا لَكُمْ مِّن شَعَائِرِ اللَّهِ لَكُمْ فِيهَا We have appointed the sacrificial animals The word budd used here is the plural of badana And refers to camels For you as one of the sacred emblems of Allah Meaning hallmarks of his deen There is good in them for you Meaning benefit in this world As already stated And a reward in the hereafter so invoke Allah's name over them when, when sacrificing them as they stand in rows Standing on three legs with a left four leg hobbled And then when they collapse on their sides Meaning fall to the ground after being sacrificed Eat of them if you wish And feed both those who ask The word here, here Means someone who begs or alludes to his need And those who are too shy to ask The word used here Qani' means someone who is content with what he has given And does not ask or indicate his state In this way we have subjected them to you So that they can be sacrificed and ridden Otherwise you would be unable to do so So that perhaps you may be thankful for Allah's blessings given you For For Allah's blessing he has given you The flesh and blood does not reach Allah But your fearfulness of Allah Shown by righteous actions done sincerely for him And accompanied by faith Does reach him In this way he has subjected them to you So that you may proclaim Allah's greatness For the way that he has guided you to his deen And the practices of the hajj al الْمُحْسِنِينَ Give good news to the good doers who affirm Allah's unity إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُدَافِعُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ Allah will defend those who believe against the plots of the idolaters إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ خَوَّانٍ Allah does not love any thankless traitor Meaning anyone who is treacherous by betraying his trust And ungrateful for Allah's blessings they are the idolaters This means that he will punish them
1: In verse 38 This is a misinterpretation of this attribute of Allah جل, As is mentioned in the translation Allah does not love them And then in mahalli he says This means that he will punish them Yes he will punish them That is the consequence of him not loving them
0: But the actual attribute is affirmed That Allah loves certain people And he does not love others And that is why Allah is saying here Allah does not love those
1: people who are Khawwan, Kafur Khawan is someone who is treacherous, deceptive And Kafur is someone
0: who is a disbeliever Permission to fight is given to those who are fought against Meaning the believers This is the first ayah revealed about jihad Because they have been wronged Meaning by the unbelievers Truly Allah has the power to come to their support
1: And this is the position of many of the scholars of Tafsir That verse 39 was the first verse revealed Concerning the permissibility to fight And this is the position of Ibn Abbas And many of the scholars of Tafsir
0: Those who are expelled from their homes without any right or cause Merely for their saying Our Lord is Allah alone this statement is true, and so expulsion on account of it, of it is expulsion without right. <laughs> if Allah had not driven some people back by means of others, monasteries, meaning Christian churches, Jewish synagogues, and Muslim mosques, where Allah's name is mentioned much, would have been pulled down and destroyed. Right as hudimet and hudimet. And worship is stopped when they fall into ruin وَلَيَنْصُرَنَّ اللَّهُ مَنْ يَنْصُرُهُ Allah will certainly help those who help him and his deen إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَقَوِيٌ Allah is all strong in his creation almighty So that nothing can resist his authority or power الَّذِينَ إِمَّكَّنَّاهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ أَقَامُوا صَلَاتَ وَآتَوُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَأَمَعُوا wa وَنَهُوا عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ those who, if we establish them firmly on the earth By helping them against their enemy Will establish the prayer and pay zakat And command what is right and forbid what is wrong The end results of all affairs is with Allah And will return to him Verse 42 The following contains silence for the Prophet Wa wa they deny you the people of Nuh Before them denied him And those of Ad Meaning the people of Hud And of Thamud The people of Salih وقوموا وقوموا And the people of Ibrahim And the people of Lut Wa And the companions of Madiyan Meaning the people of Shaib. Musa And Musa was denied as well By the Copts Not the tribe of Israel All these prophets were denied And so you have an example in them I allowed time to the unbelievers by delaying their punishment, but then I seized them with the punishment. How terrible was my denial by destroying them? How many wrongdoing cities, meaning that the inhabitants were wrongdoing through their unbelief, we destroyed. Read as,
1: أهلكناها, أهلكتها.
0: And now all their roofs and walls are fallen in. How many abandoned wells and stockhold palaces are empty because their people are dead? Have they, meaning the unbelievers of Mecca, not travelled about the earth? And do they not have hearts to understand with, meaning to grasp what befell those before them who denied, or ears to hear with, about their destruction and the ruin of their houses and take a note. It is not eyes that are blind, but the hearts and breasts that are blind. وَيَسْتَعْجِلُونَكَ بِالْعَذَابِ وَلَيِّهِ يُخْلِفُ اللَّهُ وَعْدَهُ they ask you to hasten the punishment. Allah will not break his promise to send down the punishment, and he sent it down at Badr. A day in the next world because of the punishment with your Lord is equivalent to a thousand years in the way you count, read as and They they count in this world.
1: In verse forty seven, I have a question for you today. And that is that Allah Azza wa Jal says وَإِنَّ يَوْمًا عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ كَأَلْفِ سَنَةِ مِمَّا تَعُدُّونَ A day with your Lord is equivalent to a thousand years And also in the Quran in Surah Al-Ma'aric Allah Azza wa Jal says concerning يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَ فِي يَوْمٍ كَانَ مِقْدَاغُهُ خَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةِ On a day its length will be fifty thousand years So how do we reconcile and understand these two verses? On one time Allah Azza wa says it is a thousand years and the second time is fifty thousand years, and clearly there is a very big difference between those two
0: numbers. <laughs> How many wrongdoing cities? I allowed time to, and then I seized them, meaning the inhabitants of the cities. I am their final destination. <laughs> Say, mankind, especially the people of Mecca, I am only a clear warner to you And the bearer of good news to the believers As for those who believe and do right actions, they will have forgiveness for their wrong actions And generous provision, meaning the garden but as for those who strive against my signs, meaning the Qur'an, and try to thwart them, read as, Mu'ajizin and They try to stop people from following the Prophet by making them powerless and to keep them from believing. This means that they think that they will get ahead by denying the resurrection and punishment. They will be the companions of the blazing fire. We did not send, send any messenger, meaning a prophet who is commanded to convey the message, or any prophet who has no new message to convey, before you without shaitan insinuating something into his recitation while he was reciting. Inserting something into the recitation that is not part of it, but which makes the messenger... Pleasing to him. The Prophet وسلم, was reciting Surah Al-Najm in a gathering of Quraysh. When he reached the words, Have you really considered Allah and Al-Uzza and Manat the third, the other one? Shaytan cast onto his tongue without the knowledge of the Prophet وسلم, Those are the high cranes whose intercession is hoped for. Quraysh were happy about that. Then Jibreel informed him about what Shaytan had cast on his tongue and he was grieved. And so solace was given to him by this ayah. فَيَنْسَقُ اللَّهُ مَا يُلْقِ الشَّيْطَانُ ثُمَّ يُحْكِمُ اللَّهُ آيَاتِهِ But Allah revokes and cancels out whatever Shaitan insinuates And then Allah confirms his signs and makes them firm وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ Allah is all-knowing of what shaytan insinuates All-wise in making firm whatever he wishes of that لِيَجْعَلَ مَا يُلْقِ الشَّيْطَانُ فِتْنَةً لِلَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ وَالْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ so that he may make what shaitan insinuates a trial for those with sickness, a reference to schism and hypocrisy In their hearts and for those whose hearts are hard, meaning the idolaters, to see whether they will accept the truth وَإِنَّ لَفِي شِقَاقٍ بَعِيدٍ The wrongdoers, meaning the unbelievers, are entrenched in hostility Longstanding enmity against the Prophet ﷺ and the believers because of what he said about their gods Which pleased them and then was abrogated and so, that those who have been given knowledge of Allah's unity and the Quran may know it, meaning the Quran is the truth from their Lord, and believe in it, and their hearts may be humbled to Him and at peace. Allah guides those who believe to a straight path, meaning the deen of Islam.
1: In verses 52 onwards 52, 53, 54 Firstly Allah Azza wa Jal mentions a clear difference Between a Prophet and a Messenger وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ وَلَا نَبِي And we have not sent any Messenger Nor any Prophet before you And we said, I think we mentioned before The difference between a Messenger and a Prophet And a Messenger is someone who comes to a new nation With a message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Whereas a Prophet comes to a believing people As an extension of a already existing message and that is the difference of opinion and there is a big difference of opinion amongst the scholars of Islam as to the definition of what is a prophet and messenger and what is the difference between them but that seems to be the strongest of those views and Allah knows best the author al-Ta'ala in verse 52 goes into this long story of how the prophet was reciting one day by the Quraysh, by the Kaaba reading from Surah Al-Najm and when he was reading the verses of Al-Ra'itum <laughs> al وَمَنَاتَ <الْأُخْرَى> Shaytan came and without him knowing placed upon his tongue words that would intimate and show that he believed in them that he honored those idols that they used to worship besides Allah so the Quraysh became happy and then when he was informed by Jibreel السلام, he mentioned uh, he became sad and so Allah revealed this verse this story is known as the story of the غرانيق in the books of Tafsir is called the story of Gharaniq and it is mentioned in many of the works of Tafsir in fact probably all of the major works of Tafsir mention this Ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala, after mentioning the story he says and I haven't come across a single authentic chain of narration for it, never found a single authentic chain of narration for it and Shaykh al-Bani rahimahullah wrote a book on this topic, on this particular story and how it was weak, as did uh, and from those who said that it is weak Sheikh Sharqiti, Rahimahullah Muhammad Al-Amin, imam Al-Shawkani And before them all, Ibn Khuzayma, Amongst many others So this is a story that is false And shouldn't be attributed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That Shaitan would come and change the Qur'an upon his tongue Because the insinuation therefore is That Shaitan could come and change the Qur'an And that causes as is well known, many problems in terms of the validity of the revelation of the Qur'an. And so these stories are not worthy of being considered nor of being narrated. But what this verse means rather is that when the Prophet or someone recites the Qur'an, Shaitan can come and make someone misunderstand its recitation, misunderstand what is being intended. And that is very common even in our time when people take from the Qur'an what they like and they understand it in the way that they like because they're not understanding it based upon the principles of tafsir not going back to the Quran and the Sunnah And the statements of the companions and the early scholars So it is their understanding that Shaytan manipulates And so Allah Azza says in verse 53 and 54 The difference between those that it is a fitna for them And the people of knowledge who know what is true And know how to go back to what Allah Azza refers to and intends As opposed to those meanings which are incorrect or false And Allah knows best
0: وَلَا يَزَالُ الَّذِينَ فِي حَتَّى تَأْتِيَهُمُ أَوْ يَأْتِيَهُمْ عَذَابُ يَوْمٍ But those who disbelieve will not cease to be in doubt of it, meaning the Qur'an, because of what Shaytan cast on the tongue of the Prophet but was later invalidated, until the hour comes on them suddenly, meaning the hour of their death, or the day of rising, or the punishment of a desolate day arrives, meaning the day of Badr, and which there was no good for the unbelievers, like a barren wind which brings no good, or the day of The rising after which there is no night Sovereignty on that day Meaning the day of rising Will be Allah's alone (coughs) He will judge between them Those who believe and do right actions Will be in gardens of delight As a bounteous gift from Allah but those who disbelieve and deny our signs will have a humiliating punishment because of their unbelief Those who emigrate in the way of Allah, meaning obey Allah by emigrating from Mecca to Medina and then are killed or die, Allah will provide for them handsomely with paradise وَإِنَّ الله الرازقين. Truly Allah is the best provider He will admit them by an entrance Read as mudhal and madkhal Meaning either the act of entering or the entrance itself Which is, please, which is pleasing to them Meaning into the garden Allah is all-knowing of their intention All-forbearing by not punishing them ذانك. That is so it is as we have recounted to you. And if any one of the believers inflict an injury in retaliation which is the same as the one done to him wrongly by the idolaters, such as fighting them as they fought him during the sacred month, and then is again oppressed when they wrong him, again by expelling him from his home, Allah will come to his aid. Allah is all pardoning to the believers, ever forgiving to them. For fighting in the sacred month. Inna Allah, that, word, Inna that victory is because Allah merges night into day and merges day into night by extending each of them. And that is an effect of His power by which victory comes. And because Allah is all hearing of the supplication of the believers. All seeing of them when he abused them with faith, and so he answers their call. That means victory is because Allah is the real, the confirmed truth, and what they call, read as and tadauna, what you call on, addressed to the idolaters, on and worship apart from Him. In other words, the idols is false and will vanish. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْعَلِيُّ Allah is the all high over all things by his power The most great So that everything in small Is small in relation to him
1: In verse 62 The author <coughs> when he mentions the name of Allah Al-Ali, He says over all things by his power And that is a misinterpretation of the attribute of Allah As we mentioned many times before And I don't think that I need to keep pointing these out But I think that people otherwise would miss them Because when you're reading You often don't really focus on these points And so that is also <coughs> ta'wil Rather Allah is all high Himself subhanahu wa ta'ala above his throne In a manner which befits his majesty And then from that his power and everything else Comes
0: Do Do not see Meaning know that Allah sends down water Meaning rain from the sky And then in the morning the earth is covered in green It causes the plants to grow Which is an effect of Allah's power Allah Allah is all subtle, meaning kind to his slaves in bringing forth plants by means of water, all aware of what is in their hearts when rain is delayed. Everything in the heavens and everything in the earth belongs to him as his domain. Wherein Allah is the rich beyond need of his slaves, the praiseworthy. أَلَمْ تَرَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ سَخَّرَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَالْفُلْكَ فِي الْبَحْرِ بِأَمْرِهِ وَيُمْسِكُ السَّمَاءَ Do you not see, meaning no, that Allah has made everything, all the beasts on the earth subservient to you and the ships running upon the sea for traveling in and carrying loads by his command and permission. He holds back the heaven, preventing it from falling to the earth, except by his permission, so that you are not destroyed. إِنَّ Allah is all compassionate to mankind, most merciful in subjecting all that to you. thumma thumma It is He who gave you life by forming you, and then will cause you to die at the end of your lifespan, and then will give you life again at the resurrection. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَكَفُورُ Man, an idolater, is truly ungrateful for the blessings of Allah by failing to affirm His unity. لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ جَعَلْنَا مَنْ سَكَنْهُمْ We have appointed for every nation a right Read as منسك and منسك Meaning a sacred law Sharia, That they observe and act by فَلَا يُنَازِعُنَّكَ فِي إِلَىٰ So let them not dispute with you about the matter About the slaughtering of animals When the unbelievers said It is more proper for you to consume what Allah has killed I.e. carry on Than what you have killed Call the people to your Lord Meaning to his deen. Innakala hudem mustakim. You are guided straight, meaning to his deen. If they do argue with you about the deen, say Allah knows best what you are doing and will repay you for it. This was revealed before the command to fight. Allah muya kumbayina kumyaum al kiyah matifima kum tumfi tahtali fun. Allah will judge between you, believers and unbelievers, on the day of rising regarding everything about which you differed, regarding all your disputes. <coughs> Do you not know that Allah knows everything in heaven and earth? This question is for confirmation, demanding an affirmative response. That is mentioned in a book, meaning the preserved tablet.
1: That knowledge is easy for Allah. In verse 70, Allah Azzawajal says Inna kitab, That is mentioned in the book Meaning the preserved tablet And we you know from the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Such as in the hadith in Sahih Muslim That the Prophet Sallallahu Said that Allah wrote down The decree of everything 50,000 years before creation And in the hadith of Ubadah Ibn Samit Radiallahu Anil Abu Dawood, The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That indeed the first thing that Allah Created was the pen And he said to it, write and the pen asked him, my Lord, what should I write? And he said, write everything that will take place. And that is the knowledge that Allah جل, has chosen to keep with himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the
0: lawful mahfouz. They, meaning idolaters, worship besides Allah, something, meaning idols, for which no authority has come down. Something about which they have no knowledge that they are gods. There is no helper for the wrongdoers Those who do wrong by committing shirk Will have no one to defend them against Allah When our signs meaning the Quran are recited to them Clear signs you can detect Denial in the faces of those who disbelieve As they show their dislike by frowning يَكَادُونَ They all but physically assault those who recite our signs to them قُلْ أَفَأُنَبِّئُكُمْ مِّن ذَلِكُمْ Say, shall I inform you of something worse than that Meaning something which will be more hateful to you than the Qur'an Which is recited to you The fire which Allah has promised those who disbelieve To which you will go وَبِئْسَلَ What an evil destination Mankind in particular The people of Mecca An example has been made So listen to it carefully Those idols whom you call upon And worship besides Allah Are not even able to create a single fly Even if they were to join together To do it if a fly steals something from them, taking, for example, some scent or saffron with which they are daubed, they cannot get it back and restore it since they lack the power to do so. So how can people worship partners of Allah? This, that is something extraordinary. How feeble are both the seeker, meaning the worshipper, and the sought, meaning the worshipped. In verse 93,
1: Allah Azza <coughs> gives this parable of those who worship others besides Allah. That those gods that they worship, besides Allah, could not even create a fly, even if all of them were to unite together and to attempt to help one another. Then Allah says, and even if that fly was to come and take from what they had, and that can mean anything from what was given to those gods, including food, that those uh, people used to dedicate food to their gods and offer food to their gods. If that fly was to come and land on that dish or on that food and take from it, that God, that idol that they worship, besides Allah, has no power, no ability to take or to defend itself or to stop <coughs> that fly from taking from its provision. So if they cannot even stop from themselves being harmed, then how can they help anyone else in terms of helping them and aiding them? And this is mentioned also in the Hadith of Abu Huraira, Bukhari that the Prophet said, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that Allah says, "Who is more oppressive and more unjust?" Than the one who claims that there are others who can uh, who can create as I create, so let them create even a seed. Let them create even a
0: seed. They do not measure and esteem Allah with His true measure of esteem, since they associate with Him something which cannot even defend itself against flies, and they do not give Him what is His right. Allah is All Strong, Almighty. Allah chooses messengers from the angels and from mankind. This was revealed when the idolatry said, Has a reminder been sent down to him out of all of us? Allah is all hearing of what they say, all seeing of whom he should take as a messenger, such as Jibreel, Mikael, Ibrahim, Muhammad and others. May Allah bless them and grant them peace
1: In what is referring to in verse 75 it The verse be. has the reminder being sent down to him what is the verse in Surah
0: Saad? Mm-hmm. He knows what is before them and what is behind them Meaning what they have done and what they will still do All matters return to Allah you who believe bow and prostrate in prayer and worship your Lord Affirming his unity and do good in ways like maintaining ties of kinship and demonstrating good character So that perhaps you may be successful and obtain paradise Do jihad for Allah to establish his deen with the jihad due to him with all your ability he has selected you for his deen And not placed any constraint upon you in the deen But has rather made it easy When, when that is necessary By shortening the prayer tayammum, Allowing the eating of carrion in necessity And absolving travelers and sick people from fasting The religion of your forefather Ibrahim <coughs> He, meaning Allah named you Muslims before this book and also in this Quran, so that the messenger could be witness against you on the day of rising that he conveyed the message to you and you could be witness you could be witnesses against all mankind that their messengers conveyed the message to them so establish the prayer be constant in it and pay zakat. وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِاللَّهِ هُوَ And hold fast to Allah, trusting in him. He is your protector and takes charge of your affairs. فَنِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرِ How excellent a protector and helper
1: for you. <laughs> and in this final verse in verse 78, Allah Azza wa says that Allah Azza wa is the one who has named us Muslims and therefore chose the first region of Islam. And that is our position that every prophet that came from Adam to the Prophet, all of them were Muslims and all of them followed the religion of Islam. And so all of them are referred to as being Muslims and prophets of Islam. And with that we come to the end of the tafsir of Surah Al-Hajj and therefore the end of the Juz and today's session.